you to launch Gundam. Get out there! If it means so much to you, why don't you fly the Gundam? If I knew how to fly it, I'd be out there in a minute, and you know it! What's wrong with you? You can beat me up and threaten to court-martial me, but you can't make me go into combat against my will. If you don't like that, too bad. Wake up! Oh, we're in a war, Amuro, and we don't have time for a philosophical debate! I'm not being philosophical, actually. I'm just flat-out afraid. Oh, yeah! I'll give you something to be afraid of. You settle everything with violence? Stop it, sir! Why? We don't have any witnesses. He must be in shock, and I've heard a slap can sometimes bring a traumatized victim out of it. Oh, really? Better try again. I'm still not convinced. You may be an officer, but I won't just stand here and take this. Oh, was that a challenge? I advise you think about that twice, because I might take you up on it. I won't go back into combat. You'll just have to train somebody else to fly Gundam for you. Oh, is that so? Listen here. I've never known you to be a whiner, Amaro, so get over it. I know it's difficult for you to do, but you must... I'll be needed on the bridge. If you keep this up, you're going to regret it for the rest of your life. I thought you'd welcome the opportunity to settle your score with Shah, but I guess I overestimated you. Come on, Frau Bo. Shah? Huh? Hey, Noah, wait! Noah! Amaro, listen. You have the operator's instruction manual for using the Gundam, don't you? Hmm? Let me borrow it for a little while. I could become the Gundam pilot if I had a chance to read up on its operations. At least I wouldn't be sitting around whining like a baby when so many people were depending on me for protection. Forgive me. You're out of your mind. There's no way you could learn to operate the Gundam, Frau. I suppose. Oh no. I'm myself again. I guess I'm a soldier after all. Welcome to a sparkling new episode of Gundam at MAHQ. We've reached episode 75. That's right, it's the diamond anniversary. And in this episode, I'm joined by Neil and Chris. That's, there you go. There you go. With emphasis we on need to make it, We should have made it sound more like we were, they were kind of spliced in. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love diamonds. Thank you so much, Soul Bro. There you go, man. It's you, this, uh, you, you thought of me. This episode means forever. So happy. <laughs> I only deal with gold because that's what I do. Oh, man. It, it's tradable. Gold but, standard. Buy your gold. Now, 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 now. That's why I'm moving <laughs> to Utah. because they, Paper they is dead. Buy gold from Glenn I'm Beck. I'm, I'm moving to Utah because they accept gold now for uh, for exchange. In addition what, to for, that crappy, for sandwiches? Yeah, instead of that crappy... American dollars. Uh, I'll trade you this uh, this one tenth ounce of gold dust for a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, how do you quantify this? <laughs> it's like, uh, can I can I have some extra cheese on that sandwich? Well, extra cheese is, is that'll be is that'll be more gold dust. That, that that's too shavings. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just want to let the listeners know there's no blood diamonds involved in this episode. Strictly, oh. strictly conflict free. That's right. Leonardo DiCaprio reference, oh. movie reference. Hey, don't oh. forget about Jimon Hansu. That's right. Give us free. Because there's no such thing as actual blood diamonds. That's just a concoction for Leonardo DiCaprio movie. I had to sneak him in the conversation somehow. There you hey, go. wasn't Jennifer Connelly in that movie too? Yes, I, yes, she was. Yes, she oh, was. Jennifer Connelly. Oh, man. But she was also in The Day the Earth Stood Still too. So. Oh. Why'd you have to say that? Hey, you got you to gotta, gotta have, gotta have uh, order in the, in the forest here. Excellent. Well, in this episode, we first tackle. We're first going to tackle our. Um, we're going to bring back the gun. The uh, the Gundam Roundup. It's we, we we fired it up. You know, it's been in um it's been in remission for a long time, but now it's back. It's not cancer. Like a cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's come back to kill you. <laughs> we haven't been able to do it in a while because there was nothing to talk about. But a good kind of cancer. Okay. So you look forward. Is to there it. a good kind of cancer? <laughs> yeah. yeah <it's> <laughs> That oxymoron. Hey man, I got up. cancer. Oh, but is it's that like good cancer? Is that like is that like the good STD? <laughs> the one good one. But uh, no, oh it's uh, we're we're finally going to uh, tackle the uh, the short, and I mean very short uh, OVA series of uh, Gunpla Builders Beginning G, and uh, also uh, later on we're going to discuss. Um, our thoughts on remaking uh, animes that uh, appeared pre uh, pre pre the year 2000. So um, some of our thoughts on what animes that we think that should be remade um, and 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 be retold and as animes, not as live actions or anything else. Or as uh, or Solbro does it, second second chance theater. Second with chance some, with some of his uh, go, some man. of his suggestions. Recycle that trash. Second chance reject theater. <laughs> <laughs> Recycle that trash. That's the anthem. But um, <laughs> before <laughs> before we talk about those segments, we're first going to delve into some recent developments with our newscaster Neo and his news. Take All it right. away. I'm embedded. Uh, I'm embedded here in Libya, <laughs> and uh, no, I'm uh, safely in Florida. Man, you staying at the you staying at the the hotel? You're a hotel reporter. You're you're, you're staying at Hotel Tripoli. <laughs> yeah, I'm Hotel in Tripoli. Orlando. Live streaming. You chilling at the Coward Johnsons? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny if there was a Howard Johnson's in there? Oh, man. man. All right. Our first article here comes from uh, Dolo, and you can find these on the Neo's Listener listener Submitted News Articles thread on the Mecha Talk forum in the Gundam section. The first mm-hmm. one here is from a, a proud poster, one of, the, one of our greatest listeners, Dolo. Hey. And uh, too bad. I'd, I'd like to go see this this year, but this brings some hope because it means that uh, some things are coming but uh, this is both posted about off the uh, anime expo uh, 2011 website and one of my favorite shows seems like it's going to get a new new chapter in it and that's going to be uh, last exile fam the silver wing they're going to have the world premiere at this year's anime expo so all those that are able to uh, make it to anime expo this year i definitely uh, check it out Man, and uh, if you haven't seen Last Exile, you should see it. It's it's a really good show, and um, I won't give you the Soulbro guarantee because that'll probably ruin it for you. <laughs> but um, you know, but thank you, Mr. Dolo, a proud, great man who has uh, given us many great stories and who supports us dearly. Thank you, sir. Here, thank you. Next one here. This is uh, this is kind of appropriate that. Um, Based on some of the topic, one of the topics we do later on about um, the remakes that we'd like to see. This is a this is a live adaptation that I don't want to see. It's being uh, 
being announced here, and this is from poster Muppet Gundam, and this is coming off of Deadline.com. It looks like um, the production of the live-action Akira, we don't need it, could possibly um, start in August of this year. And uh, You mean the Akira with white guys? <laughs> <laughs> all white guys all the time? Yeah, as uh, Muppet Gundam here it says, a little disappointing with the lack of young uh, of Asian candidates. And I put this in <laughs> Solbro speak, young Asian boys. There will be no young Asian boys in this one. <laughs> and uh, some of the folks that the script has been given to for the role of um, Kaneda or Kaneda, however, or, or Ken, or Ken, yeah, <laughs> yeah. This will be uh, this will be a. Uh, this will be an 80s It'll Americanization. Be Ken, Ken and Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> in Neo Manhattan. Nice. Uh, some of the people um, for that have been uh, Garrett Hedlund, Michael Fazbender, Chris Pine. That's Captain Kirk, right? Yes. Chris Pine, yeah. Oh, Jesus. Justin Timberlake, really? I'd rather see Beaver do it. <laughs> um, and Joaquin Phoenix, Timber. which actually would be kind of interesting because I'd love him to keep the beard. If you're going to screw up this thing, might as well just get Canada a beard. I think he already shaved the beard. Yeah. Oh, damn it. I like that beard. In regards to Justin Timberlake, he's actually probably a, he's a very good actor. He's a very good actor. I, I've been quite surprised in the, the few movies I've seen him in. He's a pretty good actor. But He was good in Alpha Dog. But yeah. Yeah, but his, his name is Justin Timberlake, as in that's a freaking cracker name. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you were right. And, and he's, got, he's got curly white man hair. Oh. So that he keeps kind of shaving now. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Tetsuo, this is uh, Robert Pattinson. Isn't that oh, the guy Christ. from uh, Twilight? Oh, yep. Are you serious? Mr. Mr. Sparkles himself. Man. Andrew Garfield, I don't know who that is. He's, the new, Spider-Man. he's the new Spider-Man. He's also oh, okay. in, he's also in uh, Oh, British Spider-Man. Yeah, British Spider-Man. Oh, oh, man. Not so British who would Spider-Man. win against British Spider-Man and British in Britain, Superman? Born in the United States. Just, just to clarify that. Why do you have to? Why do you have to defend him, man? Hey, man we, I'm we, just we, we want the trolls. Hey, hey, to... hey, 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 we're not talking about that. <laughs> All right. Rated in. And who's James Shut up. McAvoy? <laughs> Ma- McAvoy? McAvoy? James McAvoy. He's actually in the new X-Men movie. Um, he's Professor X in um, oh, really? First Class. Yep. So he's also it. in Wanted, if you if the, the name of the movie. He's the lead in Wanted. Oh, that guy? That guy. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, let's just hope that this continues in production hell and all these people get to their senses and say, <laughs> um, we don't want to do this. And I don't really want to see this movie, so... I don't see like, the need for it. You don't want to see it. Ken and Johnny fighting the man in Neil <laughs> Not really. Not, uh, not, <laughs> not really. If I, if I wanted to do that, I'll just watch Robotech or something like that. <laughs> On the bastardization or something, I'll just watch that or, um, what is it, Voltron. Now, that's the spirit. Yeah. I already went. I, I grew up in the 80s. I don't need to live Hey, guys, again. Johnny's been kidnapped. He's being turned into a massive flesh monster. We got to go save him. And, and 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 who are the clowns going to be? Who who are they going to be in this? They're going to what would they call them in this one? The, the motorcycle gang. <laughs> the, the warriors. Rockets. The rockets. I can't really think that the Twilight Radical guy. Rockets, the Twilight man. guy That's is Tetsuo. Really? That pretty boy? I mean, I don't have a problem with pretty boys per se, and but it's just like All that guy's just so freaking wimpy and like acting wise, he just want to beat the hell out of him. Acting wise, he only has one speed, and so it's like no, you, what, you can't duh? beat Tetsuo, huh? Duh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Mister Muppet Gundam, for your uh, submission there. And our next one is this is for Chris because mm. I know he loves he loves Microsoft. Oh. 
and uh, this comes from Gundam Type Zero. And this is off. Yeah, the- I'm not the one who who, who has problems with their uh, banana money and their their banana online systems. <laughs> oh man, I thought you were a big supporter of them. Uh, the uh, there's now a Ghost in the Shell interface that's connect enabled, and what? Uh, yeah, it's it's um, basically uh, it's a technology design firm KX recreated the cyberspace environment from Ghost in the Shell franchise for a pop-up premium shop that is prompting the Ghost in the Shell standalone complex Solid State Society 3D anime film. So Cute. you're going to be able to... It's going to... Um, the premier shops open in Shibuya, Parco Department Store in Tokyo. Um, and it's uh, a stereosonic 3D version of the film. And Man. you can visit the shop at this store, and it's going to be... Um, free until april 19th so anybody that um you know is in japan is able to take it take a look at this and brought their connect with them because you know those <laughs> things are so portable um you know definitely check that out because uh, it sounds kind of cool but i just it's it, it still just bothers me that you're going to take a movie that you already did and make it 3d why if you're going to do a 3d movie why don't you just start it from the ground up why don't make a new that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. a brand new film. Cause... Tell that to George Lucas. <laughs> oh man, strap in. It's gonna be a long run before we get to episode four. <laughs> nah, not Ooh. for me because I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna see a single damn one of them. There you go. Yeah, that, you know that, what? I'm not gonna do it. That's a talk. Yeah. <laughs> don't I, I, don't don't support uh, post conversion 3D movies. Yeah, there's just there comes a point where you just gotta you just gotta say no. I mean. Um, and I, I think that that's, <laughs> that's actually the point for me is just <laughs> no. So, um, you know, definitely uh, check that out and thank you, uh, Mr. Gundam type zero. It's, it's pretty cool though, because that, that's a really cool way of using the connect and trying to, uh, cross promote some things. So, I mean, you know, maybe that's got to, uh, you know, that's, that's definitely something we'll have to check out later on. Maybe that technology be brought over. Um, you know, for the Americans, dirty Gaijin. Um, <laughs> I want sexeroids. There you go. <laughs> Forward thinker. That always, it always comes down to sexeroids, <laughs> especially for uh, Ghost in the Shell. They're they're, yes. they're so prevalent there. Nice. And um, now it's time for the financial news. Oh, and this also comes from uh, Gundam Type Zero. Mm-hmm. And uh, this from the the Jim Cramer desk at Gundam. <laughs> so so so. Bye Jim bye Kramer bye. Memorial desk. <laughs> it's hot! It's hot! It's hot! <laughs> Unlike his ratings. <laughs> Unlike his advice. I got it! It's in his... my charitable trust! I think it. Unlike I his like... ethics. Yeah, that too. <laughs> <That's> so... <laughs> well, just because something's unethical doesn't mean it's illegal, so... <laughs> and that has been true throughout time. <laughs> Yes, this uh, comes from Mr. Uh, Gundam Type Zero, and this is from the financial pages here. Uh-oh. The world is falling. Oh. And this is from Japanator.com. Funimation sold. <gasps> Collective gasp. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Let's not go into this one too much because it's part of the straight talk. Okay. Oh, oh, and I'm just going to just mention it. Just mention it. Uh, you know what? And thank you for that. I got this in the ear. We're gonna, we have a live report dealing with this a little bit later on. All I'm going to say is stay tuned. Um, Funimation's been sold. 
and Navarre has retained the rights for logistics. Um, back to you up at the desk here, coming from the, uh, the floor of the NYSE. And uh, thank you, Mr. Gundam Type, for your um, submission. And I guess this would this is a great segue, too, because uh, I'm sure this will be in the straight talk also. Uh, four kids files for Chapter 11. Oh, yes, that's also in the four. That's also in the straight talk. So. Yes, oh, and that that's uh, courtesy of Mr. Uh, Mula Flaga, mm. and the uh, and that's off Anime News Network. So definitely check that out. Um, well, if there was a drought in Anime News, that's over now. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, definitely over. So. Um, that's uh, the finance. The financial. The financial news mm-hmm. coming up in ten minutes here on Gundam. Man, company straight flipping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and here's an here's another one from uh, Corrado, and this is off the Anime News Network. And I'm not going to go too much into this, but it's a pretty interesting interview. Uh, it's with uh, Kazuhiro Fuki Fuharshi. Is that how you say it, Fuharshi? Hashi? No, it's not how you say it. Whatever way you think it should be said is not how it is. Kazuhiro Fuahashi, the director Don't of Don't even Unicorn. try. Well, the guy that directed Unicorn. There Just you go. say that. Okay. Then I'll get yelled at for that. Be like... <laughs> the guy that directed Unicorn, well, they interview him on Anime News Network. Thank you, Kuroto, oh, cool. for your, your submission there. Check it out. Um, and little last piece here, and this uh, comes once again from... Um, Dolo, and this is off the Anime News Network, and I don't really understand why we do this. This comes in the long lines of the Solid State Society 3D movie. Uh, it's been confirmed, um, the show Sakrida. It's a personal favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. I, I like the manga a lot better, but the, the show is pretty good. Uh, they're going to be doing a special edition, so this is getting Evangelionized. Nice. Uh, it's going to have new footage, so it's definitely get the Evangelion the treatment there. Word? They're going to re-edit the 26-episode anime into two volumes with all new audio recordings, digital remastering, and some new footage. Mm. So this will be Sakurai. Sounds more like uh, Dragon Ball Kai. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Uh, this will be part of the Sakurai 10th anniversary project. Mm. So uh, definitely check that out. There's uh, no real release date yet on when this is going to happen. That's it there. Thank you, Mr. Dolo, for your submission. And thank you all those that post on the Neos listener submitted news articles thread on the Mecha Talk forum. And uh, please uh, continue to post and look forward to hitting that. But um, right now, I'm going to head this over to uh, Chris Guanchier at the uh, Chicago Board of Options. Um, Chris, you have some uh, business business news for us. Some some new things with some uh, anime companies that are yes, out there. Yes, I'm speaking to you from the uh, the Lawrence Cudlow Memorial Desk of bullshit. <laughs> Is that next to the Jim Cramer Depression Hooverville? That's next to the Jim Cramer Memorial Desk of exaggeration. <laughs> Of uh, prognosticating out of your ass. Yes. <laughs> or or it, it, anywhere near, uh, what was that crazy dude? Um, was it Rick Sanchez? Oh. That was the crazy dude? Yes. It, next to the Rick Sanchez Memorial of Mortgages and, um, <laughs> and birth certificates. Bureau <laughs> 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 of Mortgages and birth certificates. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Gonche. Go ahead with your report. It wasn't Rick Sanchez. You're thinking that's that's the former CNN anchor. You're thinking of uh, with Rick Santini. Rick Santini. Rick Santini. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy guy. 
Sorry about that. that he, that's the Rick Santini Tea Party Memorial Desk. Yeah. I loved Obama till he got elected. <laughs> anyway, uh, this straight talk is going to cover a couple of things that I see as interconnected. And for this one, I'm wearing my hats of both a journalist and a paralegal. Oh, word. Wow. And, and that is um, continuing and in some respects dismaying level of ignorance from anime fans when it comes to uh, things like business and the law, which is something we've brought up before. Mm-hmm. And uh, on the business side, I have a prime example, this whole thing about Funimation. Right. So the detail is that uh, Jen Fukunaga, the guy who founded Funimation and was the head of it, he and some uh, local investors in Texas, they put up enough money to buy Funimation back from Navarre, which oh. purchased Funimation several years ago. Right. Basically, this guy just owns his own company again. Yeah, that's cool. And you know, Neo, you come from the financial world, so you know this sort of thing's pretty commonplace, wouldn't you say? Yeah, a lot of a, a lot of people do this. Uh, a, there might have been a lot of reasons back many years ago when he sold it. There was probably probably mostly dealing when the economy was doing a lot better. Yeah, and there was probably a lot of things dealing with funding and growth models, and and maybe there just was a fact that he felt that he needed help to grow his company. Mm-hmm. And yeah, a, a lot of times we see this when um, you know people they'll. They'll sell pieces or portions of their company, sell controlling interest to another party, and then in the meantime, they're sitting there, um, you know, saving their money, doing what they need to do to make a play to buy their company back. I think um, Steve Jobs did this too with yeah, Apple. So I, I mean, so. A, a lot of people have done this. So this is not something that's like, ooh, shocking, innovative. This has never <laughs> been done before, or oh my god, you know, the freaking sky is falling because this might actually end up being a very good thing because you got somebody that may actually have more care about this than just a bunch of guys in suits that are looking at projections and analyst models. So, Yeah, and you know, the, the res- it's, it's a totally commonplace thing. You hear about mm-hmm. it all the time if you read business news. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the response from MA fans that I saw online was like, what does this mean? Funimation owns itself? Is this going to affect anime? <laughs> you know, and... Um, it's like no, this is this is a basic commonplace thing. It's not, it's not something crazy. It's not going to destroy your little world of anime. Don't 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 freak out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, like I said, I mean, this might actually improve what they have. I mean, the, yeah, the, who the, knows? Pe- yeah, but people are, are speculating without any knowledge yeah. of business. Like, oh, is, you know, now they're not going to have a big company to to shield their losses. And you know, what is? And I'm like, did, are you, do you guys have MBAs? <laughs> well, not only that, but how do we know that that? I mean, just because you're owned by a big company doesn't necessarily mean that the wallet's open and yeah. that you're I mean, that you're able to do what you want to do. In many and, cases, that the the company it can becomes, hinder it. Yeah. yeah, it can hinder it, and they, they yeah, become more you know, I work for a company that you know is doing okay, but is being dragged down by a parent company that's in bankruptcy. Yeah. So yeah. being part of a big company is not some kind of financial cushion as people assume. It's just people making baseless assumptions yet again. Yeah. Uh, another thing uh, that you see a lot of ignorance of is the law, yeah. and perfect example this whole thing with uh, four kids and Yu Gi Oh. Mm. Right. So the basics of this is that um, Yu-Gi-Oh! is a license from TV Tokyo and Nihon Ads. Right. They gave to four kids. And they said, you can make agreements with other companies as long as you pay us, you know, a percentage of that. Right. So it was discovered recently 
uh, in Four Kids' financials that they had made backroom deals with Funimation and did not report this to TV Tokyo and Nihon Ads. Oh, no. So, <laughs> naturally, uh, Nihon Ads and TV Tokyo, they're suing Four Kids. Reportedly, they terminated the license agreement, but I'm not, I'm not sure about that aspect. Wow. And in response to this, uh, four kids filed for bankruptcy, Chapter 11 bankruptcy, to nice. go into the organization. So a lot of people are freaking out. I was aware of the situation before, but it was also brought to my attention by our pal Dalo, who is a big Yu-Gi-Oh fan, mm-hmm. yeah. as any listener of this podcast knows. Right. So, you know, the reaction I've seen on a lot of forums is, oh my god, is this the end of Yu-Gi-Oh? What's going to happen? And again, this is a case of... This is a standard legal thing, and and Paul, again, you can you can. Well, uh, basically, ex- probably the reason why they did it is once you go into bankruptcy, that basically stalls any suits. I mean, it of goes into, goes to a whole different thing, and, and you can sit there and because there's a time period with these suits, you have to. You know, I'm not a real legal person, but I understand the basics of it. Usually, when the suit happens, you have to respond to it within like 45, 90 days, depending on what it is. And when you go into bankruptcy, this is what basically seals your assets from being looked at. They can't put any liens or anything on it. All this stuff has to go through the courts, and then it's going to be divvied out. And like you said, yeah, it's probably. Are you going to get probably any new Yu-Gi-Oh by the end of this year? I don't think so. But it doesn't mean that the future of the franchise isn't going to be um, brought it's out, brought back somewhere. It's too to yeah. go away. It'll probably be snatched up in a fire sale, mm-hmm. probably by Funimation or somebody else, and then you're gonna have all you know. You'll have all your stuff that you wanted again. It it, it sucks because you're not gonna get anything in the meantime. Mm-hmm. But it's not. It's too much. It's too profitable, like Chris yeah. said, for it to the, be. The the things yeah. that you want as a consumer are not the only concern here because, yeah. you know, um, there is this little thing called contract law. Mm. And a contract between two companies is generally supposed to be seen as sort of like a sacred thing. And uh, in contracts, unless you have a provision that outlines what you're supposed to do if there's a breach of contract from either party, that means that you're going to go to court. That's the way it always happens. Mm -hmm. You know, a contract breach, breach by one party will result in a lawsuit from the other party. And even if it's spelled out in the contract... A lot of times, depending on what the situation is, yeah, still it, they go can still to go to court. Yeah, because yeah. it's it's all uh, you know the law is all about semantics, and I bet yes. that's the biggest thing when it comes to these backroom deals. I bet it's not laid out specifically. I think four kids thought what they were. There's probably, and I'm just speculating, so do not go crazy internet when you hear this. But I think, in my personal <laughs> opinion, based on things that I've seen before. They probably read it one way, feeling that this, there was nothing wrong with this, that it was not being covered under their car- contract, and you know, and of course, would probably agree with me. It, it just depends how it's written. Well, it could. There could have also let's not discount the possibility of actual bad faith. That too. Yeah. You know, yeah. That this is a company. You know, they thought, oh, this is a company in another country. We'll hide it. We'll we'll cook the yeah. books. We'll hide it somehow. You know, we don't need to give them that money. Yeah, and that's going to be the biggest thing because now you're talking. This is this is cr- uh, cross country. I mean, this is this is between two different legal systems, two different companies, and domiciled in two different countries. And it, it's it's going to be it's going to be tick for tack. And yeah, yeah, you have these international agreements. There's always a temptation for yeah. someone to try to take advantage of that and take some benefit from that for themselves. And I'm sure probably too. It's got. 
got to deal with some of the, I'm sure it deals with, depending on when these contracts were signed. If they were signed in the early 2000s, well, we know that distribution, when it comes to digital and, and even with Blu-rays and stuff, none of that stuff was around at that time. So maybe yeah. they thought that they could get a I don't know. But. And of course, just to be clear, you know, none of this is Funimation's fault. They, they, it would not be any of their business, nor would they know what sort of deals 4Kids has mm-hmm. with TV Tokyo. Exactly. I mean, they wouldn't they, know that because that's that's they're not privileged to that. Exactly. And I'm sure in Funimation's defense, they probably sat there and said, "Well, do your parties know that you're doing it?" And if they said, "Yeah, they do," then what is Funimation? They were basically told that they were. So yeah. how can they prove it? They can't. Yeah. yeah there's there's the no uh, there's no bad action on Funimation's part in this yeah. uh, situation. Um, but another thing that speaking on the t- subject of law, and I see this a lot with video game. Uh-oh. Uh, oh. fans, but to a lesser extent also anime fans, mm-hmm. and that is um, lawsuits. Oh, you guys might have heard in the news about uh, this guy, Hot, who hacked the PS3 is now being sued by Sony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And of course, um, recently how Anonymous got uh, behind his cause and they were attacking Sony and it was just a big brouhaha. Mm-hmm. Right. And the reaction I see from... Uh, you know, video game fans, it's like, oh yeah, screw Sony, with the right to do what we want with the stuff that we own, you know. But you don't never mind. It. Never mind. There's this little thing called the EULA, you know, the thing that you never read, but you just say accept, right. so you can get online and play your video games. It has all this legal mumbo jumbo in it. Yeah, but the but, but the but things the... that you can and can't do, and then when you press the X button, you are accepting that as a legally binding thing. Right, and and the thing about it is, you might own the game physically, but you don't own the game. the the, the intellectual property is owned by Sony and and the and the people that are involved with it. You own the game as in you went out and bought it, but that doesn't mean that you can have the right to do anything. And like Chris said, once you hit yes for that disclaimer, so you can go ahead and play, you're you're done. I mean. Yeah, so I've seen uh, comments, you know, the usual uninformed stuff like, oh, what kind of, you know, what, what are the charges, you know, is Sony going to send this guy to jail? And I'm like, oh my God, charges? Jail? I mean, do you guys even, do you even know something as simple as the difference between a criminal case and yeah, a civil case. lawsuit? Yeah. Apparently not. Apparently not. I mean, he'll and be fined a- up the yin-yang, but. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's, you know, criminal is stuff you go to jail for. Civil is is you pay money or you're ordered to do something or not do something. Right. Simple simple, uh, example. I kill Sobro, criminal. I rip rip off Sobro, civil. What an example to use. Well, I mean, that's... that's If you rip off Sobro, that could be criminal fraud. Yeah. Depending on the dollar amount, but, you know, it's, it's, it's still... You know, still most likely it's. Well, let's go. say you you breach your contract with Solbro. Exactly. Yeah. Civil. Yeah. That's civil. You know, and another example of you know we have so much information at our fingertips, yet we have so much ignorance. And mm-hmm. yes, I, I understand that law is is not an easy concept. I spent nearly two years studying it to become a paralegal, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that there aren't resources out there. Perfect example. I'm looking right now. Cornell. They have uh, this great. Uh, online resource mm-hmm. that uh, is basically a free encyclopedia that covers all sorts of legal terms. 
you know, that explains all of these concepts. If you want to learn these, you know, nobody's going to teach you these things for you. You can't nope. read an article in the Wall Street Journal and expect it to teach you all of these things. <laughs> but also, too, the thing is, is, it's not like this stuff is like new and like it's never happened before. C- companies have yeah. been suing people for stuff like this. Things have been going on for like this for the longest time. And I, yeah. I, I, th- I think just because now that everybody's got Google Newsreader or, or something hooked up to their phone, and it, it's almost like people are trying to comment on things just to so, just to say that they're commenting on it, or, or just or, they don't know what they're talking about. Or, so or it seems you, cool. Yeah. If you want to do yourselves and the world a favor, you can go to law.cornell.edu. And they have all of this breakdown of things like Supreme Court, federal laws, uh, Constitution, U.S. Code, mm-hmm. a whole dictionary of um, you know legal terms. You can read all of this to your heart's content and get a better understanding of these issues because nobody's going to explain these things to you. And yeah. unless you haven't been going to school or something like this, you're not going to learn anywhere unless you take the initiative. The other thing I see, especially in regards to this case and any other, is this attitude from Again, mostly video game fans, but also anime fans to a lesser extent, mm-hmm. is that um, lawsuits by any company against either another company or an individual are never justified. Yeah. And any time a company initiates a lawsuit, it, they're always evil and greedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's like, no, that's a very, very ignorant, small-minded approach. You may be this talking big big shit about you know freedom and and you know your rights and blah 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 but you don't know what the hell you're saying but i was just like but but companies also um, have the right to protect themselves yeah corporations have the right to protect themselves from anything you know they they'll they may not win their case may not be sound but they have that right yeah well it's just just as you do just to interject on this there was uh i didn't go over in the news but there was talk about that um that lawsuit that Funimation had with all those people with the downloading. Yeah, the, the One Piece pirates. Yeah, yeah, the One Piece pirates, and it got thrown out. Well, yeah. it got thrown out not because the judge found no basis for the lawsuit. The, it was, but they said out. you have to sue all of these guys individually. Yeah, you can't yeah. do a class action lawsuit against them. So you know that's it. Doesn't still mean that these people aren't really still guilty of that, and the fact that they're not going to get sued because Funimation just may say, you know what, screw it, we'll eat the cost of doing this just to prove a point, and that's going to be... Yeah, because the, the cost of filing against all the guys individually, uh, according to an estimate, was, would have been half a million dollars. Yeah. Automation doesn't have that kind of money to waste. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that is the truth. Sometimes that doesn't mean that they don't have a legitimate claim against people who are pirating One Piece. And for Christ's sakes, these guys give you the streaming episodes for free every week. Why do you still need to pirate it? Yeah, they're going out of the way to let you watch that show for free online at, at, at you know, at in, in the easiest way. It's like, why are you, why are you torrenting that show well, when you can, it's, you can watch it's it? Just an, it's, 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 it's just this thing that, I, I, that you guys have seen. It's the, these internet's rights crusaders who don't yeah. know anything of what they're saying. Like, you know, they get pissed off. Like, say if, you know, Facebook deletes something, they're like, oh, Facebook is censoring my right to free speech. No, they just protect themselves. And I would say, uh, really, right to free speech. And, you know, can anyone recite for me what are the first five words of the First Amendment? Congress shall make no law. Yeah. Congress, not Mark mm-hmm. Zuckerberg, not, not uh, Bill Gates, not Steve Jobs. Mm-hmm. Congress. 
Damn, Chris, you're getting raw on them today, man. I'm telling you, man, I'm just <laughs> sick of this garbage, you know, because I get it sometimes too. Like, oh, you're on Mechatalk, oh, you're censoring me. No, you don't have any rights to free speech on Mechatalk. It's a dictatorship. It's my website. <laughs> I pay for it. You don't like it? Get the hell out. <laughs> What's well, the right to free speech? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's... and that's I'm not saying this to, to act like the dick that everyone uh, assumes that I am, but it's oh. true. You do not have any rights to free speech on any private website owned by anyone. Not at all. Well, the other problem that I have with this, and I, I think this is just social commentary in general, it's a whole situation that we have in the United States anyways, is people, you give people what they've been asking for for free, yeah, and they still want more. Yeah. They still want blood from a stone. They, they still want to be... You know, Funimation, you're bastards because you don't give us one piece to stream. Well, we'll give you one piece to stream, but we're not. We'll give it to you a day after it airs in Japan. Well, you know what? Which I'm still going to go to the fam sub sites and get it three hours after it airs in Japan because <laughs> you know what? I can't wait, and you're just a faceless corporate beast, and you, just because I'm not watching it, it it's not going to affect your bottom line or anything and, like that. And, and, and the fam subs use fancy. Fun for the for the yeah. special attacks. Yeah. And, I get I, I get I get sparkling for the uh, the insert song. And, and they know. did karaoke. And none of these people could remember that maybe five six years ago we'd be lucky to see a new episode of a show within a week of its time, well, we, a week of it being released. You know, and now we're getting official subs. Uh, yeah, hours. Or or God forbid, twelve hours after. But it's not it's not not enough. My yeah. big thing is overall, wow. you know, to link this all together is that. I'm just sick of this concept we have, especially in America, since you know we're America. Um, mm-hmm. People who are just ignorant about everything, but feel the need to comment about everything. Yeah, yeah. without any kind of true insight or any kind of um, doing any kind of self-education on the matter. Or, 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 or I'm not. Uh, I, I, I'm not. Uh, you know trying to pass myself off as some genius. I mm-hmm. know that there are things I don't know, so I'm not going to comment on them. I'm not going to launch into a whole um, you know, detailed uh, description of what I think about the World Economic Forum in Davos because <laughs> I don't understand a lot of the stuff that goes on at the global economic level. Yeah. But I'm not afraid to say that, yeah. but I'm not going to comment on it because I'm going to look like an idiot talking about things that I don't know. <laughs> I know what my limits are. Yeah. Well, the the big the biggest thing that's going to come is there is a huge there is a new model because of all the stuff that we have with the internet and all the things that have come about. There's going to be new business models that come in, and it's going to be very interesting to see what how the, how people are going to react to this. Because I'm going to tell you this much: the internet, gaming, all that stuff by this time next year will probably start to look a little bit different than what it is. Because once you start getting these internet caps, you start doing all this other things that they're proposing for all of this. And let's be honest, you know, if I'm running a company and I'm giving something for free and it starts to go into my bottom line, mm-hmm. well, there comes a point where I need to make a decision. Either I'm not going to give it for free anymore or I'm going to give it for free or I'm going to give it for some nominal fee. And, you know, we're going to, you know, Americans have gotten away with a long time getting a lot of things for nothing. And we're going to start seeing some of the stuff that happens in Europe and some of these other places where it's pay as you go. You know, everything's going to start to be a la carte. And I can't wait to see how that's going to work because, you know, um, you think you think fifty nine ninety nine is expensive for a PS3 game now. Wait till they start becoming 80 and 90 dollars or just a normal game. Not the uh, not the issue, or not for the special edition. Because I'll tell you this much: those games at fifty nine ninety nine, every one of them are being sold at a loss, and they have to make up massive units to even probably break even on that whole thing. So, 
Have fun well, on my, that, folks. My entreaties upon upon the world is, um, you know, educate yourself before yeah, you too. talk about something. And if you don't know what you're talking about, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> You'd be and, doing the rest of us a favor. And, and and my last thing would be is form your own opinion. Mm-hmm. Don't don't take the group hive mind opinion or just because you know, oh, I identify with this person, so what he's saying, I must agree with it too. Because you know what? There's a lot of people I identify with too. There's a lot of things that I think they're wrong about, and you got to make your own decisions when it comes to things. So, and know your information sources because when it comes to something like, yeah, you know, a lawsuit about video games, a a random commenter on Destructed or Kotaku is probably not your best source for legal information. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would say stay away from anything that says Blogspot or anything like that. I mean, anything no, I don't mean the sites. I mean like like well, random user comment from. Oh well, that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would, I would even, I you would know, even. Bowser seven four two nine. You know that that guy may not know. Yeah. That much about the legal system, to be able to give you a good opinion about uh, a specific issue. But I, I would, I would even be careful going to blogs and stuff too, because sometimes they post this stuff up just yeah. to get internet traffic. So be be careful and and you know, it, like Chris said, educate yourself and you know, you guys are smart. You don't, you don't, <laughs> you you know what you need to do. Soul bro, on it on the news. Well, then, we're, then, then we're going to open up the mailbag with our um, uh, with oh, our, with our postmaster because I, I, I figured I figured it was such a heated uh, heated. Um, I'm sure there's time thing. for a few questions. Got a few questions there for us, Chris. Yeah, I'm sure. Just just just, uh, just just a handful. Just to keep it short today. We're we're going to turn it back over to our postmaster general. Then, Chris, take it away. All right. Uh, first one comes from Furious Rodimus, who says. Mm-hmm. What is the most nerdy thing from mecha anime that has crossed over into real life? Example, I used Daybreak's, Daybreak's Bell from Double O as the groom's party procession song at my wedding. <laughs> wow. Are um, you admitting to that? <laughs> no, okay. I don't know uh, if I could upstage that. Well, it's not mecha, but something that I can testify that I've seen with my own eyes. Mm-hmm. At uh, Dale's wedding four years ago, <laughs> he had uh, music done by a video game musician known as Piano Squall. Right. Okay. It's one of these early like video game music guys, you know, doing video game music on with new arrangements on actual instruments. Of course, his thing was a piano. Right. So when the minister was done and he said, uh, you know, you may kiss the bride. Right at that moment, the guy played uh, the Final Fantasy victory music. Oh no way! <laughs> uh, uh, That's so, actually pretty funny, and then uh, it's a freaking awesome though. Also, you know, it's that. That is, <laughs> it is a victory for both of them. So that's that's pretty cool. Now, the only thing that I can say nerdy from Mecha anime that I've seen crossover into real life mm-hmm. was I saw photos of a um, God help me. Thankfully, I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. A Gundam seed wedding at uh, Dragon Con. Oh no! The uh, the groom and the bride, oh, they were dressed like Kira and Lacus. Of course. And the um, the bridesmaids were all dressed like uh, like Kagali, but they were wearing that um, that fancy green dress of hers. Oh, not, you know, not her. You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, not her wedding dress. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah fancy. the the one that she wore when everybody was like, "Oh wow, she's shaped like a girl." She, she's a girl. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She don't look. She doesn't look as much as Kira this time. Yeah. <laughs> The Just problem the face. was um, all of the bridesmaids, their dresses didn't match. Uh, some of them were different shades of green. Mm-hmm. Some of them were completely different designs. Oh, wow. They were just completely, completely mismatched. Quality control was not at a premium at this one. And <laughs> outside of the wedding, maybe this guy was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. But there was this dude dressed as a Zaku there. Oh, Jesus. But mind you, 
This is a Zeon Zaku, not not a Zap Zaku. Oh, what the hell? So this guy's just hanging out at the wedding, and I'm sure he had to be thinking to himself, what the hell is this? <laughs> just right place at the wrong time. Or wrong, or vice no, wrong versa. place at the wrong time. Yeah. I said it right the first time. So there you go. That, that, I would say, is probably the, the most nerdiest and saddest thing I've seen. Jesus Yamato wedding. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's... Um, it had to happen sometime. But um, I really can't think of anything outside of like just seeing some crap at cons. Uh, I've never really seen a wedding at a con or anything like that. But oh, probably the saddest is um, <laughs> oh that 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 car that's around here that shows up at the AFO, the Pikachu car. Yeah, that's pretty sad. I actually know who owns yeah, that car too. And that person's like, <laughs> there, there's somebody that's got like, well, is, this, is this like a like a like a truly Nolan car but Pikachu'd? It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a newer bug. It's, it's a, a newer Pika Beetle, it's, it's and it's a, Pikachu. Yeah, yeah if you pro- if you did a search online, you'd find it, you'd probably find it in no time. It's and, always at AFO, and yeah. um, sometimes it's a uh, it used to always show up at um, JCon too until uh, that 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 uh convention got canned but um yeah the pika bug i actually uh, i actually know the girl who owns it um and yeah that that would be a long story which i i do not plan to repeat here (laughs) um what what else are you going to say about that nothing no i just was i mean that's the really only thing i can think of because i don't know the only thing i would ask on this soul bro is Mm -hmm. is this their only car no, no, no. Okay. She has a regular car. Okay, then that, uh, then that's not too bad. Then the, the, I'll, I'll say this much: the girl who owns it used to actually work for Nintendo um, and the Pokemon Company to uh, help to promote Pokemon around the country. Okay. So there was a legitimate reason behind it. But yeah, I, I know her. I, I know the girl in person. But there you go. It, it would have been sad if it was your only car. That that'd be like. <laughs> and if you were a forty-five-year-old man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now I'd say she's she's the same age as me, so you know, early thirties. And um, I don't know exactly what she's up to now. I haven't talked to her in probably about five six years. But yeah, she owns it, and that's the end of that. That's yeah. All right. Any, anything <laughs> well, else for this question? Um, I can think of an example that didn't happen to me, but happened to you. And it wasn't a mecha anime, but it was an anime that we do enjoy. You were out and about in um in New Orleans, and uh, uh the jazz band played the Cowboy Bebop theme. Yes. There you go, man. And that's like one of the coolest examples of uh of how you do it, how you in, in, in um input a, a something nerdy into something cool and that jazz band happened to do it. Um I saw hey, another nothing mm-hmm. about Cowboy Bebop as nerdy. There you go. There you that's go. That's the it, definition of cool, which is why def- I didn't mention it. There yeah, you go. So that, 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 <laughs> that's a little bit different though cuz that's music and mm-hmm. I I think which is usually I think with that type of music though mm-hmm. with Cowboy Bebop the way it was. Right. Um, I could see it making the rounds a lot more than, um, you know, the Final Fantasy Victory song. Dude, you can go, you can go onto YouTube and yeah. see tons of videos of bands right. playing music from Cowboy Bebop, and it just flows right into there. Um, another example is uh, I use it as a close for one of the episodes of one with the one with Tim Eldred, a, a New York police uh, musical band played the theme to uh, um, Space uh, Space Battleship Yamato. Oh really? Yeah, they were marching down. It well, was during the last New York. I mean, it, um, New if York you're going to go on that route, tons, uh, Thanksgiving of, tons of college bands. Yeah, especially during yeah. college football season. Mm-hmm. The the um, what is it? Uh, what is the the march in Star Wars? The Imperial the, March. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Imperial March. It's probably, they all play it. Oh yeah. I mean, I, that's I think special. Yeah, I mean it, that's. It's just neat to see something that obscure actually get attention here in America from 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 a. Uh, 
unsuspecting place. I would never expect a a, a band that's made up of police officers to play that theme, and um, I thought that was really cool during the Thanksgiving Day parade of all of all things. So. More all right, let's move on. We don't have all, right. we don't have all day. Go for it. Go any, for it. Any more on this this topic? No. No. Good. no. <laughs> Next question comes from a new listener, Berserker B, who says, Hey. Hey, I just recently started listening. I got to say it's an amazing podcast. Mm-hmm. My question is based a little off what I've heard recently. Not sure if it's been asked before. What Universal Century manga would you like to see have animated as a full-length series? Personally, I would love to see a Crossbone Gundam series. A lot of people would. Oh, this question. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I don't. Whenever this question comes up about something Gundam getting animated mm-hmm. that already exists in another format, the expected, cliched, Is obvious crossbone. answers yeah. are always Crossbone and Sentinel. Yeah, and I don't. I, I'll, I'll be honest with you personally. Sorry, Chris, to interrupt, but Crossbone. I've read it. Um, it might be a little in the overrated side when oh. it comes. To I'd this. say it's quite a bit in the overrated yeah, side. Yeah, I, I think it's a good story as a manga, but I don't really see much as here's, anime potential. Here's the thing, you know, um, and I've made, this, I've, made this, I've made this comparison before that um, it seems that the more unavailable people mm-hmm. it, something is, mm-hmm. is inverse to how much people like it. Oh, yeah. damn. Or it. Yeah. And Crossbone for many years was not available in English, and officially still isn't, but it has been scanlated. Mm-hmm. You know, it's out there. You can you can find it if you wish. I'll we'll tell yeah. you how. <laughs> and uh, it's only recently this actually happened. And for the longest time, you maybe had like one or two volumes done. And people just like just keep jizzing over crossbone, crossbone, oh crossbone, crossbone, oh, oh, oh god, crossbone. <laughs> it's like okay, the crossbone guns themselves are friggin' awesome. Yeah, but that's where it ends. Um, all yeah. of the mecha from the Jupiter Empire are hideous mm-hmm. monstrosities. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. They are so freaking ugly that I can't. I can barely stand to look at the line art. Ouch! When I'm doing the profiles on mm-hmm. MAHQ. He's right. I mean, I don't know I if you've ever see those things animated. I don't the know definition if you've seen of Isolor, but it's not been to that section yet. Yeah, it's it's just yeah. I, I think it's I think it's that because it wasn't. It's not available, and the fact that. The models for the crossbones are so cool. Yeah, yeah. looking. But they make you think it's like, oh, dude, it must be yeah. like freaking like Harlock Gundam. No, yeah. I don't wish. <laughs> not in any way, shape, or form. If wishes were horses. Yeah, <laughs> but that's not the case. And not only that, but the antagonists, uh, the Jupiter Empire, they're all a bunch of complete psychopaths. Oh, like Jesus. way, way, way worse than Zanskar. Wow, I was I was going to ask for Star was bad. Mm-hmm. Jupiter is like a bunch of crazy suicidal like brainwashed cultish maniacs. Yeah, That's just ridiculous. And as usual they just want to destroy Earth. It's not anything that special. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's cool seeing like uh Seabook come back and now he's a pirate and then he gets screwed up and he loses an eye and an arm and Ooh. whatever the hell and you see his rivalry with Zabine and you you see Cecily back. That's all cool. But mm-hmm. most of the story is about this kid Tobias, who's okay, but he's your just standard Gundam kid. Right. Friggin' parrot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Crossbones alright, but it's it's not the greatest thing ever, like people assume it is. It's not at all. We got a mini straight talk express going well, on here. No, it's, Word, it's, but no, I'm, I'm glad he's I'm glad he's bringing this up because the thing is, is it's it's not just because we don't think it's magnificent that mm-hmm. it's bad. It's not a bad story. 
but it's not amazing like people assume yeah, it is. Yeah, and I don't I don't see it being a series. I now, don't see it being actually, an OVA. To actually answer the question, um, I'm going to go uh, a little bit different. I've mentioned this before, and although I'm not a fan of One Year War OAVs, mm-hmm. since you know there's still going to be more of them, if there had to be another, I really would like Blue Destiny. Yeah, yeah, I and agree. the and to do the whole story of the Saturn game that did not get completely serialized as manga because we only got uh, half of the story, if even man manga form. That and I think the only the only other one that um, might be a little bit is that what's the one? It's the um, it's the Titans one where they're the test pilots for Titans. Yeah, Ecole Duciel. Um, no, 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 no. no. Uh, Advance Zeta. Zeta. Advance Zeta. 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 Sorry, yeah. but that's that, a novel, which yeah. later yeah. got into a manga. But yeah. I've heard that the story's not that great. I don't. That's another thing people jizz over just because it's a Zeta yeah. prequel. And it's Titans, and the fact that people um, are in love with uh, Advance of Zeta so much, pro- that alone says to me it's probably not as good as they think it is. Damn. Yeah. I would also nominate a Cold UCL just yeah. because it's so non-traditional of, yeah. you know, and of this, course, uh, this young girl. And, of course, Mickey Moto. To see his designs in there, if they use them, man, yes. it'd, be, it'd be a throwback to awesomeness. But Those, um, would, be, those would be my two choices. So, uh, you, you gentlemen. Only one I could... This would be one year war, right? That's that's all he was asking for, or just no? Uh, you see, you see uh, manga. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You see manga. Doesn't have to be one year war, or I know, but you see, that's about it. I, I'd probably say because I, I don't really see any of the other ones that I've read. I'd really want to see as well as uh, anime. Well, I'll also th- throw out there uh, F90 because it's it's in a little explored area and it's mm-hmm. about Gundams fighting on Mars. Well, allow this fanboy to interject. Um, I, there's a novel I'd like to see um, to to see animated because I've re- read the beginning yeah, of it. Manga, manga, manga. Uh, manga? Um, but you, you, didn't you just bring up? Oh, okay, never mind. Well, then, Advanced then, Zeta was a novel, then it became a manga. Yeah, it became a manga. So, yeah. so then for the barrel would not be um, admissible. Damn. All right, then. Um, the... Just say origin. You know you want to. No, yeah. no, no. Actually, you know um, you want. You know you know you want to. Don't put, say don't, it, put, say don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> You're gonna say it anyway. No, I'm not gonna say it this time. I would love to see because I'm a Shar. I'm a Shar fanboy. I would like to see Shar's deleted affair. I would like to see it because it's an interesting yeah, era. That in would be man's life. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that's an interesting era in that man's life. I would love to see animated, and um, I'd love to and just Char. see the whole. But you story. really wanted to see Origin. Yeah, well, you know, uh, Origins a retelling though. So, um, and plus, you, you if, know, you want it. You know, you want it. I, if, if I had to wait, uh, if, if I had to wait, what I want to see, I'd like to see an original story as opposed to seeing a retelling. I, and, and this is a portion of Shar's life that we only were told about, never got to see how it played out. So to see that animated and to see Ikeda come back to play that character, dopeness. Let's go with it. All so right, we're done. Like you've spoken enough. Word. <laughs> Time, time for you to go in the corner and shut up so that we can monopolize the time and steal your charisma. Thank you. <laughs> All right, our last question mm-hmm. comes from uh, Mechton GM. Oh, nice. Who says, um, Often Gundam and other anime have a tie-in manga as an abridged print form of the story told in the anime. Often these manga deviate from the anime's order or depiction of certain events to save space or whatever. My question to the Gundam crew is, are there any events you would have preferred the manga's depiction to be animated? Um, well, I'll steal Sobro's answer, and, and I would say uh, a lot of the stuff that happens <laughs> in the origin. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. You stole my answer for certain. <laughs> See, I knew, I knew you were going to say origin at some point in this podcast. Damn you. <laughs> so, Sobro. Lightning round. 
what what manga would you like to see uh, its its depiction of events versus the TV version it's adapting? Shoot, um, doesn't leave you much, I know. Yeah, it really doesn't much. Uh, leave me much at all because most of the time the manga versions of the of the shows are inferior, and yeah. um, I, I I tell you I have no answer. I have no answer. Um, because Gun of the Origin would have been my pick, and I can't, I can't think of any other one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you, I'll let you, I'll let you see Gun of the Origin. Oh uh, well, thank you. Just, just to be uh, generous, just to throw you some crumbs, <laughs> stale crumbs, sweet day old crumbs. <laughs> Man, well, thank you, Neo. Any um, anything come to mind? I'm trying, I'm trying to think, and I really can't think of anything. Because usually, like you said, the manga, some of the manga versions are. Not as good. How about the Gundam Seed? Because I know you read some of that. Yeah, but I like that Nico got baseball batted <laughs> instead of. Well, actually, you know what? It was kind of it was kind of cool that it made a little bit more sense that he got completely taken out by the Archangel instead of getting baseball batted. But mm-hmm. I don't know. Where, where we... to say my piano. I know that's the thing. I think he did say that though. I think he said some. There was some type of flashback. I do remember of that. But um, yeah. Uh, but I, the baseball batting, I mean, we had such great times with those flashbacks. So yeah. I can only imagine the destiny. It was, it was great to show. see in episode 37, uh, you know, what happened, you know, 20 episodes before. That really has no bearing on the story at this point. Exactly. So. <laughs> <laughs> or in destiny. <laughs> I digress. So. All right. Then that, that wraps up uh, mailbag for this time. Well, we're pulling it shut. That's the end of the mailbag. That brings this first segment to a close. We'll be back with our uh, thoughts on Gunpla Builders beginning G here at Gundam at MAHQ. Walter, I love you, but sooner or later you're going to have to face the fact you're a goddamn moron. If you're into sports, working out, or just need a new pair of shoes, and you're a proud listener of Gundam at MAHQ, well, we got the thing for you. If you go to Gundam.net, you can click on the Champs banner and receive 10% off a $50 or more purchase by entering the code AFMAHQCH or 15% off of a $75 or more purchase using the code AFGUNDCH. If you're a fan of the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, college sports, or even stuff like Major League Soccer and a lot of your uh, premiership soccer jerseys, definitely go to champsports.com for all those needs and also visit them because they have some great deals on footwear and other products. We, the hosts of Gundam at MHQ, visit champsports.com for all of our footwear and sporting good needs. You should too. Hey guys, I am Sean Ryan, also known as the Grey Ghost. And I am Kevin Gray, also known as The Business and the LLC. And we are Method to Madness, a weekly podcast that cusses and discusses anime and video games. Yes. And other otaku subjects. That That is what we are here for. We are here to rip them up and sometimes build them up. The shows that we love, the shows that we hate, the shows that we watch so that you wouldn't have to. Go to thegreyghost.net or go check us out on iTunes. With whiskey. <laughs> this is so stupid, but awesome. That's why this is going to be great. Uh. <gasps> oh! 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 Damn you, Roger! Damn it! Damn you! 
This segment of Gundam at MHQ is sponsored by Champ Sports. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gundam at MHQ. This is Chris, and it's time right now for something we haven't had in a very long time, and that is a Gundam Roundup. Gundam. Mm. Mm. Wow, what, what is this thing, the Gundam Roundup? I don't know, I, I think it's something that, that we did uh, a very long time ago uh, when we used to have to walk five miles in the snow to the bus station to, to get to the comic store to buy our fan sub videotapes. It has been so long. Well, we all received that uh, the team orders this week from Bandai because, you know, they, are, they do tell us what to say about Gundam, so they said you must review this and say nothing but glowing things about it, so... <laughs> Because we are, in the end, so, bitches of Bandai. So commended the chief Unpaid Gundam bitches. officer. Unpaid bitches of Bandai. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But anyway, it's time for a Gundam Roundup. So you may ask yourself, what the hell are we going to do a Gundam Roundup on when we've already done everything? What could it be? Well, not quite. Uh, this time we're talking about Model Suit Gunpla Builders Beginning G, which is a hell of a mouthful of a title. No <laughs> doubt. <laughs> it's like a diarrhea of letters and words. Yes. So this one, uh, very, very, very different from uh, previous Gundam incarnations. You know, we all know it. We've all said it before that Gundam is just, you know, a 30-minute commercial to sell model kits. Right. That's never been in doubt. Even when you've had good shows like, you know, Zeta Gundam or horrible shows like 00 Season 2. Oh. (laughs) You know, it's always been about selling model kits. And the good story is just a byproduct. So Gunplot Builders comes along for the 30th anniversary and completely dispenses with the pretense. (laughs) This is an unabashed, ridiculous Gundam toy commercial, and I love every bit of it, but we'll get to that later. So this Gundam production is set in our real world, in our present. And it's about a 15-year-old kid named Haru Ide, who goes with his uh, chunky best friend and with his pappy to go see the 1-1 scale Gundam when it was in Odaiba. Nice. And it's his first exposure to Gundam, and instantly he gets hooked, so he wants to buy a model kit of his own to build, and he reaches out for the RX-78, but some girl snatches it away from him, and he ends up tripping and falling, and accidentally falls right into his hand, just like, say, the the um, instruction manual for a certain RX-78-2 Gundam. What? <laughs> Falls right into his hands a model kit for uh, something no one has ever seen before, the beginning Gundam. So Haru decides to make this his Gundam. He takes it home, and he builds it with all the mistakes that you would expect from a first-time Gunpla builder. Been there. <laughs> so his friend Kenta is like, Hey, man, you know what's more awesome? Than building a gunpla, fighting with your gunpla. So he takes him to this uh, hobby shop that's called Axis. <laughs> and they have uh, this thing there called Gunpla Battle, which is a 3D cockpit with a Haro inside of it. You dress up in a pilot suit and helmet. You put mm-hmm. your gunpla inside 
the Haro, uh, and the Haro scans your gun plot into the game. And then you fight, you know, in this Gundam 3D simulator game with uh, your model kit as your mobile suit. Sounds awesome. Which is so friggin' awesome, and god damn it, I wish this actually existed in reality <laughs> so that I could do this every freaking day. Well, I, I, think it, I think it probably will. I think maybe the, uh, the earthquake probably knocked back the timetable a little bit, but I got this weird feeling if they're showing this that it's probably in development somewhere. <laughs> they're Somebody's trying to make this, this happen. Like, hey, why don't, why don't we do this? Yeah, we, we, can, we can do this. <laughs> we have the technology. <laughs> They kind was of do. Six million dollar man. <laughs> Hell, the Americans put a man on the moon. Uh, yeah, we, we can we can take a we can take a a, a perfect grade uh, astray and and scan it into a, a virtual reality 3D simulator game <laughs> that you can play online with your initial D credit card. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so throughout uh, the course of these three 15 minute episodes, which puts this little uh, OAV at the same length as Stargazer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Haru, his friend Kenta, and this chick Rina, they build custom gunpla and they fight all sorts of custom gunpla, including stuff that has never before been seen animated, like the high new Gundam from the Beltor Chica's children novel. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Haru has some encounters with the biggest Char fanboy in the world. No doubt. <laughs> a guy named Boris Shower. <laughs> <laughs> who yeah. is a gunpla meister he's a he's a master modeler and he has this like mega juiced up rx78 that has like uh Ooh. vsbr funnels mm-hmm. yeah. and extra armor and crap yeah it's almost like and, the faz it's like the rx78 faz with funnels <laughs> yeah, sort of and uh boris being the huge shark fanboy that he is he wears sunglasses no doubt a Xeon type uniform. Mm-hmm. He rides around town on a horse, <laughs> a white horse, and he has two lackeys that run alongside him. Actually, run alongside him. Name, name Sam and Diane, as if somebody was watching Cheers. Yeah, you, you, you think? I don't know. So, of course, um, you know, he does the whole like, let me see, let me test the abilities of your Gundam, blah blah blah. <laughs> You didn't prove your skills. It's the power of the Gundam, not you, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So Haru rebuilds his model kit and does it the right way, you know, like sanding off the parts and painting it and everything. And also he gets some upgrade parts for the beginning to make it the beginning 30 Gundam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then in a final battle outside of Abawaku with like a gazillion mobile suits fighting, yeah. uh, he has a final face-off with... Uh, Boris's Forever Gundam. Nice. Now, do you wonder at that final fight about Aku, they, they showed like all the moose eyes and everything like that. Do you think there were people, they didn't show it, but I wonder if there were people that scanned their moose eye models and stuff in. And they <laughs> were actually like, just like generic game elements. Okay. Because I kind of thought that when I saw it. I'm like, I bet there's a few guys that are like, they're probably all in the building, the ships, and they're probably sitting back saying, you know, I'm Captain Hankin in the, uh, what is it, the, the Radish? Radish. Yeah. The stupidest name ever for <laughs> Radish. Argama-type ships and, and Musa's and... Um, well, you have everything. You uh, see, yeah. like, uh, the White Base, the Argama, the Nail Argama, the Reinforced Junior, the Rock High Lum, yeah. a bunch of Crossbone Vanguard ships, a bunch of Zeon ships. It's just like a Universal Century free-for-all. Yeah, no uh, doubt. It's a, ton. it's a ton of stuff. Yeah. So to get to you guys, uh, Neo, why don't you give us your, your thoughts on Gunpla Builders? Well, normally, 
you know, when I watch these shows, I always watch them for their heart and soul, not for their shameless, uh, their, their, their shameless pandering to children. And, and do, uh, do you hold the, the Bible in, in, in your hand to illustrate the point of having heart and soul? Actually, I do have that. Um, I, while I was watching this, I had to stop it because I had to grab the, uh, remember the, the Gundam Bible that uh, Mark Simmons did like years oh, yes. ago? Yes. I have that. So I sat there and I sat there and I looked and I was like kind of crying. I'm like, it doesn't say any of this. There's no bear act guy in this. There's none of this stuff. But um, no, it was uh, it, it was fun. I mean, come on. Sometimes um, it, it, it's nice. I think sometimes, you know, you, you think of like all the old, the, like the original SD Gundams. Um, not some of the newer stuff, but like the, the original goofy ones, like the SD Olympics and all that stuff. Those are things were always fun. And, th- and that's kind of what this kind of harbored back to. It was just silliness. It didn't have any of those characters in it, but you know, you have all of the, um, you have all those elements and I was with Chris and probably Solbro in the same way, man, if this game does come out, I got to check this out. Cause that was just <laughs> way too cool. I mean, you get your little, you get your little normal suit. He's got your little Bandai badge on it. Mm-hmm. I love the dude that was at the, um, at the access, uh, hobby shop. He's got like his official smock on. He's <laughs> 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 got his hair pulled back so he doesn't get any hair on, you know, while he's building anything. I'm wondering though, is Access uh, is the Shard Day Spa anywhere near uh, Access? Because uh, maybe that's where Boris works for, uh, for his day job. He's the manager of the, the Shard Salon and Spa. And, and like you said, his two Boris's two assistants, they actually did run behind him. Like it wasn't one of these things where he was on the horse and they were on horses behind him. No, they actually ran behind this guy while he ran away on a horse. So they flat-footed it. Yeah, it it was just it was just good fun because you're just like, how more ridiculous can this get? And yeah, it was just one big, hey, look at this, look at all the cool things you can do. And it was pretty informative. I mean, they they showed pretty much every product outside the models. You know, they're showing oh the official you know like the official knife to to get the uh, nice. to get the runner things down sand there's probably official sandpaper the paint the, the markers. markers yeah the oh, markers yeah. that we all have and all this crap and did it you was see just... that shit where they, they where they put the uh where they, put, they dip that green marker in the bowl yeah and then they use the paintbrush i, I learned shit that was beautiful well, uh, <laughs> and exactly and that, and that i think that's what it I think that's what a lot of it was. It was it's great attention to detail to the reality mm-hmm. of it because yeah. you know anyone who has built gunpla, we all that's how it is when you make your first oh. kit. Mm-hmm. You don't sand off the little bits from the runner, so you have those little parts sticking out. You know you use the stickers because you don't know how to paint. You know it's kind of rough looking. So that's that's exactly the experience of when you're a first time gunpla builder, and exactly. I love that they captured that. And I think they even mentioned something about the water based. Um, <laughs> Decals. The water-based the water decals, because <laughs> anybody that's that's built Gunpla, especially stuff that's in you know like the 160 and above range, when you got those those mixtures, like I have the I have the uh, the 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 master grade of the unicorn that first came out. I mean, that was a mixture of the regular ones plus the rub-ons, Ooh. and those rub-ons are very terrible. I mean. Um, Mr. Bill Whipton did the uh, the 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 alternate color of the Sazabi, mm-hmm. uh, that metallic one, and that thing was all um, all rub offs. And uh, one of these days, you'll have to. Next time Mr. Bill Whipton gets on, you should ask him about that. I mean, I'm sure he'll go into a 12 minute soliloquy about it <laughs> and comparing it to how um, you know those things came to him one day while uh, being on the French Riviera. 
but um but that's another thing but yeah it was just good fun i mean it was informative um and it was just good silliness it was the right amount of length looked great mm-hmm. i mean it, it looked great animation and i think it's i think it's very smart on bandai's part to do it because there seems that there's a resurgence of you know of that type of of gundam in japan uh, for the younger crowd, I mean, I kind of equate it to what we, um, you know, where you have here, where, I mean, this is a 30-year-old franchise that's still going strong, just like what we have here at Star Trek and um, Star Wars. I mm-hmm. mean, you have young kids discovering that all the time, and, um, you know, we do it in a little bit different way. Uh, we do it by just throwing models and, and toys down their throats but you know they do it too but they're just they're showing you how you need to use these models and toys <laughs> but uh no it was cool i, I think it's uh, any anybody that just and and like you said they're only 15 minutes long there's three of them so it's not a big huge investment in time and, you, and you're almost sad for it to end that was one of the things it's like oh man this is it but yeah, I wish I, this could have been longer, like a couple episodes more. It it has the potential for just being a a great, fun, silly story. Well, I wouldn't put it so I wouldn't put it past them if we start getting, because you know it's called beginning, and um, I wouldn't be surprised. You know, six months down the road, they release another fifteen minute one or something. <laughs> the like continuing that. Gundam. Yeah, I mean continuing or you know part B, part A. <laughs> <laughs> So, but yeah, it was. I, I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was a great watch, and I'm glad I watched it. Okay, so, bro. Um, if Neo said a lot of things. I would have said um, some of the things though. Um, that this reminded me of. Uh, I would say is uh, someone. Is it's, it's as if they took Plamo Kyo and combined it with um with that Gundam um Bonds of the Battlefield game they have in Japan, which we reviewed yeah. way back in the day, and they implemented some kind of technology that allows you to put your model inside that game and play it and that yeah. in concept is incredible I, I wish that something like that did exist well i i and, I, I honestly think mm-hmm. i mean i'll be honest with you i mean we're I, pretty I much not, there with i would technology. not i would not be surprised within mm-hmm. the next 10 five to 10 years that you have something to that effect it may not be as detailed it may not work exactly mm-hmm. the way that they show it but I wouldn't be surprised if there isn't some type of kind of genesis on that. Cause yeah, that, that game pretty much is Bonds of the Battlefield, you know, yeah. the full 3D simulator cockpit. Mm-hmm. Just with the added element of you're scanning in custom gunpla. And, exactly. and really, I mean, what? Uh, how much would that take? I mean, you have things like Connect and, you know, the PlayStation 3 version. You have all this visual recognition stuff and, and you have these apps now. Like there's, I was heard the other day about some app on either iPhone or Android or whatever, where you take a picture of your food, you take a picture of a piece of food right? and it calculates how many calories you're going to do. So, I mean, there's, there's things like that. I mean, so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't sit there and like, hold your breath. It's like, Oh, this is, you know, this, this isn't like the 1950s when they were talking about flying (laughs) cars. Yeah. The carousel of tomorrow at Disney world. Your own robot made to clean your entire house. Coming soon by 1980. Next mother cooks the food, cooks dinner in a little box called a microwave. In the future, you will have hydraulic food pellets that will expand when exposed to water. Exactly. And if anybody's ever been to the Carousel of Tomorrow, they know exactly what it is. I've seen it. Yeah, and it's still there. Um, Wow. But, um, yeah, I mean, 
I would not be surprised if it. I mean, I I I think it's something with that. It, it could be one of these things where they're just kind of putting that thing out and getting to see how much people are going to talk about. They, I'm sure people in Japan are like us. They're like, holy crap, this is the cool. Maybe not right now because mm-hmm. they're having earthquake and tsunami after tsunami and they're about to blow up uh, the north portion of the country. But, I wow. mean, it's, you know, once everything gets in the thing, I'm, I'm sure people are just like, oh, my God, this is way too cool. Yeah. And they're probably seeing if there is a market for it. And I, I wouldn't be surprised, really. Okay. If, it, I mean, if, it, if it does come out in the next couple of years, it'll sh- probably show up at uh, Bandai's headquarters, first and foremost. Especially well, where else would it show up? That's true. That's true. <laughs> I and mean, it's funny seeing that place get trashed in, uh, in the opening episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, what was I going to say? Um, this, know, what were you gonna say? this is uh, pretty much the greatest infomercial ever made. I I, I was expecting uh, Billy Mays to be the last boss up in this because <laughs> it was so damn good. What is the cocaine Gundam? Oh shit! <laughs> the OxyClean Gundam. <laughs> OxyClean the universe. OxyClean smash. What, what, what would you have? What, what would you have? Uh, the the beard of hope. The beard. That friggin' uh, the Grecian, power beard, that Grecian formula beard he had. It's like, how do you go to beard so black? But yeah, I, I like the characters. That, you know, they're all reminiscent of of different characters we've seen in Gundam series. Um, you think? Fifteen uh, year old kid, no doubt. The hope of the future. <laughs> He's got such skill for his first time out. I gotta say, Sopro's man in this is probably Kenta, the fat one. <laughs> But he was cool. He was the right hand man to. Um, I don't know if he could be a Soul Bros man. Well, who, who, he, he wasn't who, completely pathetic. Well, who hey, so, he who's, up? This guy. Yeah. This guy had a freaking uh, Hiyaku Shiki and a Sazabi. Yeah. So who, who's Soul Bros man then? The the the, the it may not. It may not. The be, fake. They the may fake not have put it in That there. was in there. The, uh, <laughs> the 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 guy with the the Gunpla fan club. Oh yeah. yeah. Again, the the, the Gakuto. So you sure it's not the Pocket Psycho? You know, Mister. No, I made guy, my own. <laughs> no, that guy was kind of cool. So he's not lame enough. <laughs> Mr. The funny uh, thing is um, that um, that that guy in the in the Heino, I think his name is Koji, mm-hmm. yeah. is played by the dude who did Thierry and Double O. Yeah, oh. there, there were some familiar voices. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm not you know the biggest voice actor person, but it, you know after watching a lot of this stuff after a while, even even though they're speaking in a completely different language, <laughs> I could kind of you know outside of Akeda, it's it's a little difficult. Mm-hmm. But um, you know I, I, there seemed like there was some familiar voices in there, so. Interestingly, uh, the OAV was also written by the guy who wrote Double O. Oh, get no it wonder you had a, a gumpla meister. <laughs> <laughs> guy, <laughs> guy likes that word meister, huh? And yet, and yet, not a single Double O mecha in the entire OAV, which I thought was very odd that we didn't see anything from Double O or Unicorn, since those are like you know the current jam. And you yeah. know, as soon as they said gumpla meister, I was expecting somebody to break out like. Um, you know, double a riser or something, or something <laughs> like that, and yeah, it was just it was kind of a tease, and you know, but oh well. Maybe that's for uh, for for when continuing Gundam shows up later on. There you Part go. A. <laughs> At least we got to see the um, the red frame. Yeah. Although he got demolished for, in all of two <laughs> seconds when he stupidly tried to attack the O head on, and and he got. Slashed by all those little hidden uh, little surprise arms. Exactly. I, li- I like uh, I like Lol Gear, but there's no way he's gonna uh, m- mess with Master Paptimus on the battlefield. Master Paptimus. <laughs> Actually, Paptimus would have schmoozed him some way. Lol would end up joining up with him. <laughs> what, what about that um, face off between the Dendrobium and um, that the, Zaku? The the, 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 the ghetto dro- the ghetto Drobium. The ghetto Drobium yeah. versus the the abomination of a Zaku forced inside of a Zaccarello. 
<laughs> with an eye field generator and and a beam cannon. That is the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. I was losing it when I saw well, that. And that's what's funny because that that whole situation when when uh, when he has to fight the guy that you know did the customization. Mm-hmm. It's like it you know the fact that they even bring that up. That was cool. And the fact that it's widely accepted. And I got to give it to Bandai that the fact that you would that you would widely accept something where you know you're taking you're taking models and you're kind of making them your own thing. Can you mm-hmm. you imagine George Lucas if you did a hybrid of one of his Star Wars toys? He'd probably <laughs> sue you for copyright infringement. That that wasn't my envision. That's not what I envisioned. Uh, that has no heart and soul. That wasn't what I did 30 years ago or 10 years ago when I rewrote it. Or every time James Cameron brings something out, I gotta gotta re up it. But um, how dare you blaspheme my original vision? Yeah. <laughs> how dare you? But um. I thought that was cool because it, it really showed the whole thing. And, um, yeah, you know, I, I'd never seen the Dendrobium look so good. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't have a shitty pilot. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> it would have been funny if they uh, would have had the, the – they shown the guy, uh, you know, piloting it, sitting there eating carrots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that, that, uh, that, that, that ghetto drobium of the Zaccarello, that, that was hilarious. And oh, that was too much. Even before that, the um, when uh, when Kenta gets attacked by the Big Zam, he's like, "Oh no, it's the Big Zam!" And then he gets close and he sees that it's, it's one five fifty scale. Yeah. <laughs> it's so tiny. He's like, "The hell is it?" Kicks it away. That junk was too much. And we got to take a moment to talk about Bear Guy. Bear Guy was the was the joint. Uh, hey, let me let me tell you, mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> Bear Guy is a Gundam, <clears throat> and he's a bear because a certain <laughs> neckbeard. On a certain website, said so. So I just want all you all to know that. A neckbeard, <laughs> as if they're their own species. <laughs> the fact that it was swimming through space. Oh, that was, was the best. Funny. Oh, it, it, because it was... because this girl is a noob and she didn't know that uh, you don't use the underwater settings of an amphibious mobile suit in space. <laughs> you don't use an amphibious mobile suit in space. Period. Kind of that too. She made kinda, it work. Kind of made me think of um, what was it? Uh, uh, the Oh God, uh, Nazi Gundam. Oh, remember uh, the pill, the pill popping guy that? Uh, oh yeah. Uh, uh, what is it? Double O seventy nine. Are you talking about Igloo? Igloo. Yeah. Igloo, oh, Mister 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 Tic Tacs. Mister Tic Tacs. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna launch from space and then <laughs> free fall and. Uh. Oh, that was that was it. That was that. Um, no, that was uh, that was Mister Whale Guy. Tic Tac yes, guy, guy. guy. The Xeon Gun Tank. Yeah. yeah. But, but it made me th- think of that when they're talking about you don't use the uh, the underwater settings in space. <laughs> just, <laughs> you set but, yourself up for failure. But she made it work. She got like ten to twenty people killed just by bouncing into them. So you know that's what's up. And um, oh, I got to give it up to uh, when um, I guess Sobro's man, the um, the Gacta guy, uh, the the Gacta idol guy, um, when he uh, ended up dying like Jared in the final episode. <laughs> that was the best. I had to pause. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I had to pause that shit because that was just that was a nice send up to uh to how Jared went out. I had to I had to give it up to that. But um, I was thinking of which, if you mm-hmm. noticed, um, in that final battle, there's mm-hmm. uh like one or two gab plays running around, yeah, with uh, RX seventy eight shields. Oh, right on. Yeah, it was. It was I must have missed those. Are looking. <laughs> well, the thing is, I mean, you really just. I, I was sitting there, especially during that final battle. I'm just sitting there, like, pausing my computer. I'm like, oh my god, what is this? I'm like, you'd see all this stuff. You're trying to identify it because it's going by so quickly, and it's mm-hmm. got, like Chris said, you just get these weird 
combinations of things i i thought it was i thought it was hilarious so and and that's what it comes down to is that it really embraces the culture of model building in these three episodes and it goes places you don't expect it to do you expect it to just be a straight-up commercial for maybe some specific model kits but no it actually gets into the the mindset of someone who's beginning to build models and if you really never built a model before and you want to check this out you should because it is just as chris and, and neo said um it really captures that um that first experience with building your gunpla and rushing through it because you want to see the finished but, product. But I do I do think they need to do a PSA mm-hmm. of don't burn your mom's house down. Oh no doubt. If she gets rid of your models. <laughs> <laughs> they do need to they do need to send that up just in it, case. It, everything in moderation. <laughs> <laughs> if you collect a lot of these, don't burn your mom's house down when she throws them out. Yeah. <laughs> just buy more. But uh, yeah, it, it it really captures the scene. It captures the whole customization portion with the with the putties and um then you get down to the uh the uber builders uh the the char wannabe guy um boris you know riding his horse and everything you know they're not they're, he was he was comically portrayed as 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 a as a char clone but it, they did it very very well but overall it was a fun experience to watch you know usually i'm put off by anything that's a, a over glorified advertisement but they had a lot of fun with this and why it do you watch anime then what's that why do you watch anime oh, you're right <laughs> Well, most TV shows are advertisements. And you play Street Fighter. Everything's an over-glorified advertisement (laughs) for something now. There's always some type of marketing behind it. I I like how meta this series was, and... um I, I gotta I gotta I gotta say it ranks up there in um in the Gundam OVA shorts, which there are so very few, but it's it's a it's a good time sp- it's a good way to spend time and it's available on YouTube for free if you just type in uh if you go to the Gundam Info channel, it's right there and you can watch all three episodes in no time. And um I give it a I give it high praise. Do they get a guarantee? It does. It gets the oh, Soul Bro guarantee. Oh you heard there it here, folks. I but, stepped up um... <laughs> One thing we haven't mentioned that I think is a really nice touch that they do this mm-hmm. is that to remind you that it's all about gunpla, that the damage in the game is depicted as like when an arm blows up, you see it blowing up as like plastic and polycaps. Yes, yeah. yes indeed. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I mean, they, they look like mobile suits until they start coming apart. <laughs> do you realize, oh yeah, they're still models. They're just... just what happened it, to the polycaps? Simulated. <laughs> Wasn't put on there hard enough. Oh, you yeah. didn't build your own model. How dare you call yourself a gunpla builder when you don't build your own stuff? I should talk. I don't know if this is a reference to Gundam X, but in the second part where they're fighting the dude in the uh, stupid custom Zaku, mm-hmm. that uh, before the game, he's like this like really nice guy. Yeah. But then as soon as he gets into the cockpit, mm-hmm. he's like a laughing, maniacal psychopath. Yeah. I like to call those guys the pocket psycho. And and as soon as the game is and they notice his immediate personality change, yep. and then as soon as the battle's over, he's like, "Hey guys, good game." They're like, "What? His personality changed again." <laughs> he's just like that guy in Gundam X who you know was like completely docile, one of the uh, the new type candidates from mm-hmm. from the card games. But then once they put him inside his like monster of the week robot, he became like totally insane, total yeah. maniac. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Rosamia. <laughs> it, it could be a send-up to that. I mean, you see characters like that in all sorts of shows, but Gundam-related, that's the last character I saw in the Gundam series. Well, that, that was, that like was that. what was funny, is you, you did kind of get that whole Gundam character thing. Like, these people are so engrossed in building these models, they take kind of, mm-hmm. you know, they, they try to exhibit some of the qualities of these people that are, are in these animes. And, <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, it, was, it was pretty funny. Well, uh, any closing comments, gentlemen, since this is a very long OAV. 
<laughs> watch it. I, I don't know how we made it through all of it. I, 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 on the rating scale, I'd probably give it a four out of five. I'm surprised you got to watch it. It was on. It was on uh, YouTube. Well, yeah, you on do YouTube. go on YouTube. I was I'm on YouTube say, all the time. What are you talking about? Yeah, Netflix or uh, <laughs> Netflix, Hulu or, or YouTube. If it's, it's streamable, I'm there. Yeah. Anything else? It's like Soul Bro won't watch it. No, I can't see yeah. it. So uh, Neo, your your score? Uh, four. Okay. Uh, I gave it a three point five on MHQ overall. Oh, so go watch it. You know, it's not it's not licensed in the U.S., but you know, on uh, Gundam.info's YouTube channel, there is an officially subtitled version. So yes. that's the next best thing. Go watch it. Mm. And uh, that wraps it up for this little loose piece of uh, Gundam Roundup. Who knows when it'll appear again? <laughs> You're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Just gotta keep on trucking, yes sir! I'm gonna go outside and make myself a nice, big, shiny, first place medal, sit in the sun, and have a stupendous friggin' day! Gum damn it! Well, alright, you're messy. Would you make me a medal too? Hi, I'm Mitsugi. And I'm Hatake. And we're the hosts of Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast, AAAPodcast.com. Listen up, anime fans. Do you find yourself spending tons of money on anime DVDs and merchandise? Wishing you drove a Gundam to work instead of your car? Singing J-pop music in the shower? If you do any of these things, you might be an anime addict. At the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, we have one mission, to turn your anime addiction into an obsession. We entertain our listeners with current anime news, celebrity guest hosts, hilarious discussion topics, and fair, unbiased review on current and past anime. Here are a few testimonials. I used to be a total anime noob. Now I know so much about anime that I can say, Spike was caught riding on a Tachkoma eating Poppy wearing a Hidden Leaf Village headband while looking at a foldout of Revy in a Death Note, and know exactly what that means. Now that I listen to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, I never have to watch a bad anime again. They watch them, so I don't. So visit us at aaapodcast.com and submit anime review requests on our forum and tune in on iTunes so you can always have the latest in news and reviews. So get obsessed with Anime Addicts at the AAA. And remember, we're here for you. Greetings, I am Andrew Cook, the host of Pretentious Internet Theater. Each month, I bring you the finest in literature that internet fan fiction has to offer. Join us, won't you? At tinyurl.com slash pitpodcast. Remember, there is much drama on the internet, but only the best makes pretentious internet theater. Come back here! I'm not finished with you! Come damn!
This segment of Gundam at MAHQ is brought to you by Petco. Hi everyone, uh, welcome back. Uh, this is one of your hosts, Neil, joined with uh, Soulbro and Chris for another topic here. A, a very serious topic because we know a lot of, um, there's been a lot of uh, off-base stuff that we've been doing these last couple episodes. We really wanted to keep it serious in this. So uh, Soulbro and Chris, uh, as we do this discussion today, make sure that you have what very well-rounded, uh, fact-based answers and make sure they're very serious. No comedy in any way. Because some yeah, people demand it. I will, I, will, I, will, I will cut you off if there's any hilarity that we're ensues. We're, we're, doing, uh, we're doing PBS Frontline style, right? <laughs> yes. 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 All right. Um, yes. Thank you, sir. Our topic today is uh, what animes pre-2000, because that's when all that, all that old stuff, that stuff that's horrible and looks terrible and... Well, Horribly written and all that. Um, if you, if we could have our wish list—not stuff that's already been remade, but what could be remade—that's uh, pre-2000 and remade in anime form. No horrible live-action adaptations <laughs> by uh, somebody. So uh, I will put this off to um, Chris with his first serious answer. Yes. Well, um, <clears throat> um, in regards to this topic. Um, I must check uh, to see what the market analysis says on what the feasibility is and the viability is of marketing these anime in this uh, unsettled world and uh, when can we achieve profitability by which quarter? Oh, fourth, okay. <laughs> and, and how can we generate uh, market synergy with a cross-media platform? Hmm. Did you do a regression Tomorrow. analysis on this? Yes. <laughs> anyway, screw that. Serious, this is over. Serious. Serious. Gone. First thing that jumps to my mind, in part because I'm reviewing it now on, on MHQ in, in its new section, mm-hmm. Most Peta. Oh. Mm. I would love to see uh, the whole concept of Most Peta and the um, armor bike transforming thing redone with new designs and with shiny new animation. Yeah, because there, there is a pretty good story there, um, you know, hidden within all that horrible animation and reused action scenes. So. Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> you know, because it's, it's a crying shame that um, the character designs in um, most beta were done by Yoshitaka Amano, mm-hmm. but you can barely tell because the animation does not do them justice. No, it doesn't. It hasn't <laughs> aged well at all either. I mean, that's that's really bad when something doesn't age that well. Especially from that time period. Was the majority of the series animated by Anime Friend? I'm just, I'm just kidding. Hey, serious. <laughs> Be serious. Oh, it was a legitimate hey. question. The a serious question. <laughs> no doubt. Um, you know, as as lacking as most people's animation could be at points, it was certainly better than Anime Friend. <laughs> worst knife fight ever. <laughs> Best worst knife fight ever. All that too. The the ep- episodes that do of that show do stand out to me that are very well animated are the final ones. I, I have to say, towards the end, they really stepped it up. But it's probably because of the length of the series and the fact that they probably um, dedicated most of the resources to how that show ends. But the the story works well. Um, mm-hmm. Aside from updating the visuals, the, the one thing I would like to see done mm-hmm. in terms of changing the story is, um, please, God, ditch the, the Flashdance episode oh. <laughs> in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I guess that movie did have its impact at well, the you time. Well, uh, you could do Dancing with the Stars now. Oh, Because that, 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 that was relevant. Flashdance was relevant back when that thing was made, and uh, that's what relevant now. <laughs> So, how, how can we make it horribly dated 20 years from now? 
let's date it again. <laughs> exactly. No doubt. So, so bro, you're first. The first anime that comes to mind, although there have been sequels since its um since its first uh it premiered, um an anime I would like to see um I guess retold is Or Battler Dunbine. I much like how the how it has that tragic ending, but I kind of would like to see if they incorporate those ideas well, that give they give Tomino they... time. He's now working. He'll probably he he just he just prettied up Zeta, so yeah. it sounds like he's gonna pretty up a day on. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he'll be next on the list. Will be you know or a battler Dunbine because this this will be his true vision. If Tomino was to do it, I'd like to see how the Tomino of today would interpret it as opposed to the the the, the depressed Tomino of yesteryear. Ooh. Well, we we <laughs> kind of already saw that with Wings Arena. Well, we did, but you know we also seen good <laughs> things like um like um we must like, save Japan, <laughs> blowing up with a nuke. <laughs> We've seen good things come out of Tamino like Turn A and um, Overman King Gainer. So yeah, I, how long ago? Were, how when was Turn A? What uh, year? Yeah, uh, <laughs> Overman King Gainer was what early two thousands? Yeah, it was it was late nineties, early two thousands. Then what? Right uh, there in the brain powered, which is kind of poop. Which preceded uh, Turn A, so you know he's hit and miss. And, and Wings Arian, which is. <laughs> But you know what? It would probably even be cooler if it was retold by by another influential director, and you know they were highly inspired by the original, and they wanted to put their own spin and take on those characters and the situation, and and maybe incorporate Fakuda. some different. We'll have Fakuda because he did such a great job with an original <laughs> Tamino work. <laughs> but um, I'd be interested in seeing a, a retelling of Dun- of the original Dunbine series with you know brought, being brought to being uh, up to date in the characters, at least the characters from Upper Earth, because um. Half of them look like they were from Jim and the Holograms, but that's neither here nor there. Have a have a Guinness with Guinness. Exactly, exactly. Say, hey Jep, hey Jep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that I, I don't know if that'd be acceptable now. I don't mm. think that would cut it. No, probably not. <laughs> and but, um, and you you're right. You could have um, you could have Todd Guinness be in. Uh, there could be cross promotion opportunities now. Oh yeah, kind of like what they do in video games. Market synergy. <laughs> Market synergy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that's that's my first pick. Well, I'd have to say um, one that I'd like to see done would be uh, Evangelion. Wait, that's oh. already being done. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, I see what you did there. No, no. <laughs> it was called a joke. No, actually, one that I'd like to see, um, which is pre-2000s, and I know Chris had recently seen it, is I would like to see an updated version of Cyber Formula. Uh, especially that original one, because, you know, a little bit... I thought it was a good show. Um, you know, cars are a lot different now than they were in the mid-90s, late-90s, and right. some of the things are... So, and, and it's a racing show, so you can always have something more into it. So, or um, that would be kind of kind of cool to me, so... Right on. And it's also, it's also a, a rare classic from Fukuda. <laughs> 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 it, it's amazing that a man that did such a great job with that show and... To destiny it's like what happened here oh. a beam fall on his head Damn. I, think, I think he got married <laughs> but uh chris ruined all the fun yeah. <laughs> one that i would like to see um not so much because the story was lacking or anything but just to see like the visual update and to deal with like the modern issues of society uh would be an update for pat labor oh yeah yeah because pat labor you know was set in 1999 but it was made in 1988, so you're looking at, you know, then what was then the future through the prism of the 1980s, and that future has come and gone with there not being any labors, right? You know, and of course, Pat Labor appeared in the 80s during like, you know, the height of Japan's economic boom, 
Mm-hmm. You know, when you have all of this massive like building and you know, so it makes perfect sense that they had a project, you know, in their future like Babylon project of filling out Tokyo Bay with artificial land right. to have more land to build on. But of course, Japan's situation is very different today. Not even counting uh, the earthquake and tsunami disaster. Yeah, yeah. What is it? The uh, the nineties or what? The lost decade? Yeah. Financially for them. So. So you know, if there were to be like a reboot of Pat Labor that was set, you know, further in the future, like say mid twenty twenties or say twenty thirty, just to justify development of robots in our near future, you know, I'd love to see how. It tackles, you know, the socio-political environment of Japan now, and also, uh, you know, what kind of robots would they have, you know, with the current design style compared to the um, still awesome old designs from the '80s. No, that's a very good pick. And and and, uh, and if anything, um, I, I out of out of all the animes I've we've named so far, I think that's probably got the a, a pretty good shot. If anything, um, you I would honestly, think, but it's like yeah. it's like kind of like the forgotten mecha anime it seems like at times it's so mm-hmm. people love it but it's never really the fr- it never seems in i think we're even guilty of this too it's like the fact that our podcast has been on for so long and we haven't reviewed it we haven't even reviewed Dude, anything you, that's, about about that's Pat nothing you know you, you want to know what's worse than that the fact that mhq has been around since Ooh. april of 2000 and it's only on April 1st of 2011 that I finally posted my first reviews for Pat Labor. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to wait for you to say that. But well, shame on you. I wasn't going to call you out on that. <laughs> well, in, in my defense, those reviews that I did for the original OAV, I did them like almost three years ago, but for various reasons, we never got around to making that Pat Labor section until now. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuses. Excuses. <laughs> yes. Excellent. My pick is an obscure one. Um, I, I we mentioned this in a prior segment, but um, I, I miss uh, anime movies. I miss anime movies. Uh, the abundancy that they they had come out with in the eighties and the nineties and even the seventies, and we don't get them as often as they used to come out back it's because then. Because Japan doesn't have an economic boom anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what I was just talking about. <laughs> Weren't you paying attention? Uh, Did you hear what Neil mentioned? The lost decade. Cause Completely. and effect. It's Com- actually like. Actually, some circles, it's a lost two decades. Yeah, you're right about that. A lot of people but think it's a lost two decades. No, I, but I purposely ignored it. No, um, but no, I, I no, you just didn't hear it, as you tend to do with reality. Yeah, because <laughs> suck. He was but... just a, all, if you could have a mind reading thing, it probably just goes in his head right now. Street Fighter, Seth Killian, Street Fighter. You bet. You bet. Because that, that is Netflix, Hulu, Hulu. Hulu. Um, DVR. <laughs> I think DVR is probably falling out of favor. No doubt. Um, no, um, I'd like to see another. I'd like them try make another try at Robot Carnival. Um, I would. <laughs> I wouldn't want them to retell the same stories they told before, but just have another one. Um, well, that's but, the whole idea of a remake. It's yeah, close to being <laughs> but, I mean, what the original was. And a you can bit call it Robot Carnival. You like? I, I would like to see um, a multitude of stories because it was an anthology, and I'd like to see it, them take another stab at. Uh, Making another Robot Carnival. I love the, I love and adore the original one. I, I hope it comes out on Blu-ray someday because it's a gorgeous film. And um, if it ever does, I will definitely pick it up. But um, I would love to see them try, especially with today's technology and seeing shows like uh, Standalone Complex and the the re uh, the reenvisioned or the the re sci-fi or uh, special uh, effects touched up uh, Ghost in the Shell 2.0. Um, uh, you know, with that, uh, I'd like to see you know them take another stab at Robot Carnival and see what they come up with for that. And um, that's my second pick. <laughs> um, I'd like to see probably a remake of um, another show that we probably really should have probably done since 
now, you know, What's since up? we've done this um, bubblegum crisis. Well, there was a, there was one in the '90s, but it's yeah. not nearly as good as the OVA. You'd like to see something that's a bit more cyberpunk. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I like to see full-on cyberpunk, and I'd like to see the original story that they had in mind completed before they had all of the legal problems yeah. between um, Art Mick and um, yeah, because that was a whole whoever that, that was wow. a whole mess, wasn't it? Mm. That, yeah, that and then you had Bubblegum Crash come out, which just wasn't, wasn't quite the yeah. same, and it was okay, but not not the same. Yeah, and you wasn't. just had that story, that great storyline of crisis completely unresolved mm-hmm. exactly that's a that, that's a solid pick man uh bubblegum crisis uh if, if anything uh it maybe even a- something closer to I, I don't know how much um because i never really read any of the mangas i don't know how much they deviated from mm-hmm. um I, I know there probably was a lot of deviation from what was actually animated but you know maybe something a little bit closer to that but you know i i, th- I think that because it's also another one of those, and kind of in the vein of Pat Labor, it's like everyone talks about it, but you never really, <laughs> you never really see anything about it or anything like that. So, mm-hmm. but uh, Chris, what would be your next pick? Keeping with the cyberpunk uh, theme, I would love to see a modern remake of Megazone Twenty Three. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about that too. Especially because, uh, in my opinion, always. Part one is a great story, and mm-hmm. part two is definitely kind of lacking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so part three is good as its own standalone movie much later on, uh, but like the the core story of Shogo Yahagi, I'd like to see that redone as like a long, complete thing encompassing both parts, but with part two being way better and being up to the quality of the original. Right. Because for something done in that time, it just oozes so much 80s in it. Like, it, it, it's like, you know, you have stuff like that that was done in the 80s, mm-hmm. and you can look at it now. It's like you can tell that it was from the 80s. But that one, it just really oozed it. It's it's almost like you were saying with, with Dunbine, where, yeah. you know, the kind of the gem and holograms type of thing. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> the extremes that you would see. And, I mean, I'm sure 20, 30 years from now, stuff that's coming out, you know, people might say, oh, you know, Unicorn, it just screams the 2000s or, you know, the 2010s. But I don't know. it. I, th- I think some shows do a little bit more subtly than others. <laughs> and I guess, I guess, with this whole topic, I just had a thing with motorcycle. Yeah, you, I know Mecca. you're like all about uh, you're all about some motorcycle. Yeah, you, you, you've been watching MotoGP or something. Funny, or? funny thing is that you know both um, Megazone and Mospeta, all those transforming motorcycles were done by Shinji Aramaki, mm. who two years ago did a pretty good little underrated show called Viper's Creed. Oh, I've never which, seen that, but I've heard. I heard about it. Is it pretty good? Or yeah, it's good. We we got we got to cover it. Um, mm-hmm. it. He directed the show, and he also did the mecha designs, which guess what? Are transforming motorcycles. Oh, mm, imagine oh, that. Oh, oh. <laughs> but done in CG. And you know, when I was watching that show, I was think that's when I was thinking two years ago. Like, since this guy is so heavily into motorcycle mecha, and he did this show, I was like, damn, I would kill for a new Megazone or most Peta to go along with something like this show. Right on. You know, and I, I'm pretty surprised that we haven't really heard that much of there possibly being one. I mean, with with um, remakes and, and all parts of entertainment being kind of the norm right now, mm-hmm. and the fact that Megazone is, you know, pretty popular and, and has still pretty good solid following and a pretty good story. Well, there was a Megazone PS3 game that came yeah. out five years ago that was a launch title for the PS3, but by all accounts, it was a horrible game. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. 
And there was there was a new Megazone anime announced around the same time five years ago, but that was all there ever was. Never a peep again. So I'd assume that's never happening. That well, sucks. I'm, I'm sure there was some type of um, market synergy with uh, based on the the sales of the game funding the anime. I'm sure that Possibly. was probably part of the business model there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for for me, in, in in terms of like my my long my long list of disappointments in life of things that I'll never see, uh, I guess I'll have to rank a new. Megazone anime up there with, uh, say, Shenmue 3. Yeah. Oh. There's been a little bit of buzz about what, 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 what would actually there happen first? There's always been a little bit of buzz about Shenmue 3. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, I've fallen for that too many times to ever oh, believe that st- again. Until like, I'm going to Kotaku, oh. soul bro. Well, you know, Duke Nukem Forever is finally coming out. Wait a minute, it got pushed back again. Oh. Yeah, I'll believe I, that I, when I, I see it. I will not believe a Shenmue 3 until mm-hmm. it's out in stores yeah. and I'm holding the <laughs> disc in my hand. Yeah. Not even then, until I take it home, I put it into hopefully my PS3, uh-huh. it starts up, and I see it with my own eyes playing oh in front of me. Hey, you never know, though. I, I can say because it, it's like we did get uh, in music last year Chinese Democracy from Guns N' Roses. Hey. And it took, yeah, but it took what? Axel, what, 15 years to do that? But so He was at you least know. making it. <laughs> That's true. That <laughs> is true. It has never even been started. That is true. Also, Duke Nukem at least was being, being made, made for 13 yeah. years. Yeah, that game. If that for game ever years. does come out, that game just better be the most awesome shooter ever, Duke Nukem. You know it won't be. Yeah. It won't be. It'll be. There's gonna be so much hype about it that it's just gonna be like, ugh. But I feel bad for Gearbox Studios. <laughs> I don't feel bad for them. Those guys. Oh, they're trying their best, though. They're trying their best. All right. But um, that it, Chris? Yes. On your motorcycle, love. Uh, for, I think I've hit all of the motorcycle points for now. I don't think there's any more motorcycles I can jizz over. Yeah, between between what P- Chris people know what and... to get Chris for Christmas this year. <laughs> motorcycle uh, statues and what the complete season of American Chopper. There you go. <laughs> between between the animes that Chris named and Bubblegum Crisis, I think we've covered them all. Yeah. <laughs> Soul Bro. Well, I guess my next choice. Gundam: The Origin. No, 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 no. We've we've mentioned that before and many a time, but um. No, one that was made towards the tail end of the 90s that is regarded as one of the worst anime movies of all time. I think they should just completely write off the map and try again. Something so bad just needs to be given a chance to be remade. Hey, yeah. man, it's the only anime, I believe, on Mechato- I'm sorry, not Mechatalk, but MAHQ that has zero stars. That oh, anime, boy. That anime is... You're going, the- you're going there. You're yeah. going there. <laughs> Nadesco, the Prince of Darkness. There you go. If anything, that's something that deserves a retread, but in a no, good that, way that and a rewrite. Never be mentioned again. <laughs> you know, some people in, in in the MHQ world would disagree with you, like yeah. Peter, like, like Peter, because like he one, says it's perfect as is. Like one Destiny Gundam. <laughs> he thinks the movie is perfect, but that movie has its flaws. Um, and for you to follow up Nadesco with a movie like that, that is, is an insult to pretty much the majority of the, the TV show. And I think it needs a second shot. I, I, there was a, <laughs> how could you do your character? So here, here, uh, here we, um, how could here you? we've talked about things that were good mm-hmm. and we're just really kind of talking about hey, how we, they we, could be updated or, you know, maybe taking advantages of the technology we have now. Yeah. So bro is like, let's just take something really bad and make it and really give it a good. second shot and give it a second shot. And this time don't, 
you know how you make that movie good? Is you erase it from history. <laughs> that's how you make that movie. Put good. that other one in the in in the bin and make a new one that's completely hey, different and good. You should have never watched it. It was like uh, it was like dude that did in the desco. He never saw the last episode of Geki Ganga because <laughs> he knew it would suck. Maybe that was the point they were making. How how appropriate. <laughs> Maybe that was the point they were making. No, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. It's garbage. (laughs) (laughs) So why not take advantage of the whole premise and do some good with remaking something? Uh I think think it's worth it. And I think that um, anything that's bad that was made can be remade into something good. At least not not everything, but some things can be. And I think again, uh, Japan is in kind of still economic crisis. So, uh, yeah, they they need to get out of that before they start throwing money (laughs) (laughs) around on, you know, it's like you need sometimes you need the sure thing. Hey, well, (laughs) I'm just throwing that out there. But that's my that's my next pick. Uh, Mine would be. these incarnations were always OVAs or mostly movies too. Is um, and I, I'd like to see I'd like to see maybe an updated story or just a new story of uh, of Dirty Pair. Oh snap! I, I, you know how can you not have two hot ditzy chicks that <laughs> end up killing everything? No doubt. Uh, cruise around space with their you know their big tiger panther type of thing, and you know are regarded as the best. Uh, that what is it the best detectives in the in the, the galaxy lovely. but ends up you know mm-hmm. just destroying everything and killing everybody the and, lovely and angels man the lovely angels the lovely angels oh, what, so you I, know what I, be... I think we've progressed enough in um mm-hmm. in breast physics and anime Indeed. uh to you know to to accomplish <laughs> this so what what would you think of um if they actually took and they did another dirty pair or remake of the original dirty pair series and i it, think a remake would be cool to yeah. to, to, to kind of do flash was a sequel and they look like kids. Yeah, they did, and I, I, I wasn't too. My, my wife loves. I'm Flash, sure. But I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. Uh-huh. Peter from the Great White North liked it because. Oh yeah. You know DLCs. The right? DLCs, man. Yeah, they were man. out in full force. But no, you and know. And Pedro the, Bear would like it. There's a rich universe between. You're talking behind. about DFCs, not 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 I'm sorry. I was reading something here while I was talking, so I was trying to multitask and it failed. I that failed. No doubt. No but, downloadable chests. <laughs> but um, I I love. Actually, that's what I would want. <laughs> I, I love the fact that Dirty Pair is part of a pretty big and rich universe. That's yeah, a pretty big series. Isn't yeah, it? and and on top of that, uh, the falling into that same universe is Crusher Joe. They're yeah. they're connected. So and and then there's there's stories where they're they're both involved. So why not? Do a dirty pair series that also takes advantage of the grand universe that's that's been you know created since its, I guess, its but inception. I, I, I wouldn't mind just seeing an updated thing of the dirty pair. You know, just hey, there'd still be story. a focus on them, but yeah. it'd be cool to see Crusher Joe make a cameo and maybe some other characters oh, yeah. in that universe, and you yeah. know, just roll deep into it. And I think that would be you know a, a really cool rendition to Dirty Pair. I think that's a really good selection. Well, that. thank you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you agree. You are welcome, <laughs> Chris. Any any others that you would have any 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 other thing that's non motorcycle that's the uh, <laughs> non motorcycle based so well one that um, I would love to see the whole thing done rather than just like the first volume because even that was done so well but it's it's still just a part of it five star stories oh yeah. snap a full series covering 
the entire story, which I think even now uh, Nagano hasn't finished yet. So Damn. get on him to finish it and then do like a freaking 50 episode series doing the entire five star stories. God, you gotta you gotta he's, love these writers and stuff, ma- these manga guys in Japan. Man. Well, his artwork it takes so, him forever to do stuff. Sometimes. His artwork's so detailed. He's probably yeah. still working on volume two. Dude, this no, <laughs> this guy has been making uh, this show called Gothic Maid for like Aww. four or five years. This robot show, uh, written, directed, produced, animated by Mamoru Naganu, and still not a single word of when the hell's this damn thing coming out? Bollocks, man. <laughs> Bollocks. That's horrible. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is... Um... Gothic maid. I guess he's in that maid fetish. Damn, man. No, not maid, but M-A-D-E. Oh, oh God. Oh, no doubt. Gothic no maid. doubt. Yeah. The English language is a bitch. Solbro rushing in with, uh, <laughs> with scorn for something that's not even uh, worthy of such. I sit corrected. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a man with hate, huh? <laughs> Yeah, look, uh, according to the credits on ANN, mm-hmm. director Mamoru Nagano, screenplay Mamoru Nagano, original creator Mamoru Nagano, character design Mamoru Nagano, key animation Mamoru Nagano, photography Mamoru Nagano. Ooh. Hmm. That man does everything. He's a renaissance Mamoru Nagano man. presents a Mamoru Nagano production of a Mamoru Nagano film written by Mamoru Nagano, starring Mamoru Nagano. Is he the Tyler Perry of anime? Co-starring Mamoru Nagano. <laughs> At this point, it's uh, he might as well just use the Robert Rodriguez film credit of of chopped, shot, and edit and and written by uh, Robert Rodriguez. Hey, that's man, not that's, a bad that's, idea. That's how you get away with uh, making the most out of your budget. <laughs> you not only write it, film it, and direct it, mm-hmm. you're actually editing it yourself. That guy's, that guy's the everyman on his film crew or his, his animation staff. <laughs> yeah, it's smart. Man, that's it for on five star stories. That's what I was saying. All right, Solbro. Oh, it's back to me. Shoot. Uh, no, I'll go back to Chris. Chris. Oh no, it's cool. Um, <laughs> I have uh one that I don't know if everybody's seen, but it's another cyberpunk uh movie that I uh, I say OVA that I enjoyed. Uh, Midnight Eye Goku. Saw it way nah, back. I in, saw it. Saw that saw way back it, in the early nineties. It's kind of like a a spin on the old Chinese tale. But you have this detective. What that, Chinese tale do you speak of? Um, the, the Journey West to the West. Journey or something? Yeah, Journey to the West. Oh. Um, but it, it, it's a cyberpunk story where this detective, he damn near gets killed and he loses his eye during an altercation with uh, cyberpunk deviants. And he lives in uh, in the future, of course, where uh, cybernetics. Saul and he lost his uh, <laughs> He lost his eye to robots. So, something like that. Did he and drink then, a lot, too, and have a promiscuous wife? <laughs> No it's wife. Like, Damn in the you! Picture. That's where they got the character design no, from. But no wife in the picture, but lots of promiscuity. Oh, okay. But uh, he uh, ends up. I, I guess when he gets injured, he ends up getting taken in by a mysterious figure who gives him a cybernetic eye, which has many, many different capabilities, uh, unlocking doors and um, you know hacking into people and all this other stuff. Unlocking and, doors. How do yeah. you unlock doors with your eye? He cuz all the doors are electronic in the oh, okay. in the world so you know he can get in the safes and all sorts of stuff with it. <laughs> and he also has a weapon which is a Steve a st- Rogers never had that, did he? <laughs> no, he didn't. He only wishes he did. But um he can also uh he also has a weapon which is a staff that extends much like, you know, the the fabled Gambit Goku within the story and um he uses it as a weapon to fight all sorts of baddies and uh, it was a really cool um OVA back in the day. It was uh, late 80s early 90s <clears throat> when I saw it and uh, it was violent as hell. So if they remade it it probably wouldn't be nearly as violent as the original, but well, it was the 80s if yeah. there wasn't if it's almost like uh, it's almost like local news. If it bleeds, it leads. Yeah. If, it, if it bleeds, it sells. <laughs> but I always liked the concept, and the, the character was always likable, and he he ran into all sorts of nerd wells. It was, it was, um, it was very very Philip K. Dickish. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> and, 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 and very dickish. Philip K. He's dickish, a very dickish character. For, for lack of a, a better term. And, Are we getting um, into the dick scales again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is Solbro going into something. No you doubt. know, the fact that we never let him speak. And, yeah. You know, <laughs> He's got to let that charisma out somehow. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> But yeah, um, on, black one. Midnight I Goku. If you can find it, check it out. It was a lot of fun. Is it on back Netflix? in the day? Hmm? Is it on Netflix? It could be. <laughs> Probably not. I don't think it was ever licensed. I, think, yeah, I thought you watched the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was ever licensed by um, any American oh. company. So I, I watched the fan sub on a on a twentieth generation tape. Fan sub. What back in the day. Hmm. That's how I saw it. Ne- back to you, Neo. Well, I'm kind of mixed about this because I, I like the show and and I. I I don't know if necessarily if I'd want a remake, but maybe a continuation or something like that, but possibly more, maybe a little bit of a, of a remake because there were some kind of parts in it when it did kind of lack a little bit, like animation-wise, is uh, Outlaw Star. Oh. I, I would like I would like to kind of see that. Um, I've always liked that anime, but I guess in, in the aspect of doing a remake on that, it might be one of those dangerous things is you might remake something that just may not be any better, and, and I don't yeah. know if... if um, I don't know if the visual improvements that you could make on it because, you know, all the stuff, all the cool things that you could do in the Outlaw Star now, you know, with all the heads up displays and stuff that they could show, it'd look really cool and and probably what they really intended. Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's just something about that show that's really kind of cool show. So and yet yet again, you named an anime that has a a pretty rich universe with a lot of stories being told in it, too. From uh, Yeah, don't remake Angel Angel Yeah, don't remake Angel Links. But there was a comic, there was a manga that preceded Outlaw Star that um it was a hundred years prior that's the same universe when the when the whole uh oh yeah yeah i guess when the whole uh expedition thing where they were settling planets and whatnot first started and um that precedes outlaw star and a, a lot of people I, any I, star winds in it I, no no gene star wind but it's uh it's, it's supposed to be pretty wins. cool star winds like uh, any ancestors uh maybe i have i have uh i don't know i don't know but it has a bit of a universe too and uh i think that's a pretty good pick all right, Chris, anything else? Um, I guess we're, we're probably starting to get to a point where we can kind of wrap this up. I don't know if you guys have any other uh, honorable mentions or anything. That- I have one that uh, not exactly uh, not exactly uh, mecha or sci-fi, but it's violence. So that's good enough in my book. There you go. Okay. Um, violence counts. <laughs> we'll count this. You know, uh, and I'll lump these both together, Riding Bean and Gunsmith Cats. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Wait, with Art Mick, it, wasn't that Art Mick produced too, or AIC at least? Uh, possibly, I yeah. don't remember. Yeah, it would be good. That's pretty cool. Uh, I guess my honorable mention then is, um, and you guys will probably disagree, but I, I'd I'd like them to take another stab at Southern Cross, man. I think Southern Cross. It has. It, you just, you just want to see bad shows become good. Yeah, you <laughs> can't stand the fact of something being bad and and being left as is. Hey, you know, like a phoenix, like a phoenix rises from the ashes. So can that series. Let's go. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's not just the limitations of the animation. <laughs> yeah, dude, they had space helicopters. Who the hell thought that would be a good idea? Damn, damn, you had to bring that up. Yeah, shit. <laughs> and not even space helicopters in a cool way, like Zanskare space helicopters from Victory Gundam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that actually produced like you know shields. <laughs> I mean, lame space helicopters. Yeah, wow. that was. Yeah, some of the mecha design could could definitely go for an overhaul. I will not front, but there you go. <laughs> Southern Cross. <The> Southern Cross. <laughs> well, I'd have to close it out with the one that everybody um, has missed. It's um, what's that? MD Guys Two: Colon Death Force. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that your real name was John O'Donnell. Oh, Actually, my comes out. I've been him the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you keep mentioning it. Damn you. <laughs> so that's what you're doing now that your anime company went out of business. You're just some broke-ass podcaster. <laughs> Pretty much. Got to do something to put, um, you know, to put saltines on the table. <laughs> and he and he would have got away with it too if it wasn't for Chris and his meddling soul bro. <laughs> well, it wasn't any. It wasn't any. Uh, I don't know if I'd say a meddling soul bro. <laughs> Actually, I'll tell you what. Brace for it. Could be, could be con- it could be controversial. What's up? Uh, Stardust Memories. Oh. I, I think I think you could remake it. Uh, search and delete. Uh, Nina Purpleton. No, just kill off the first episode. Uh, Co. Probably take Keith and make him the main pilot. <laughs> Focus a little bit more on Captain Synapse and mm-hmm. the big burly guy and all these other cool things. Um, have uh, have, have them, dive yeah, terribly. have them airlock a Moncha okay. first episode. So you definitely get that. You get the Chris Guanche crowd. In. How, how about never have him at all? <laughs> could do. Yeah, you could do search and replay, uh, search and uh, delete him too. I think for such kind of a cool part and such an interesting part of the Universal Century that. Kind of inner, inner world, post-war, one-year war period, and and an area where you can see the rise of the Titans, and you know, it it you just had so much potential, and and it, I mean, animation-wise, it looked great and everything like that. it was okay, but I need more Basque, more ugly goggled men. Yeah, I mean, with forty chins. I mean, I I can't say anything because I I, I would have said. With Gundam, I would have said Destiny, but that's after 2000. Right. And, but I, I think even in the same vein, you have a good idea that just was a little subpar. It wasn't horrible, horrible, mm-hmm. but it was pretty. It was pretty bad that it could have been. It could easily be uh, made a lot better. It, it's an easier Phoenix than some of us old pros. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think you could make a better Stardust Memories than you could uh, Southern Cross. <laughs> So, anything else, guys, before we leave? Nope, that's it. No, All right. I'm fresh out. Well, that's it. I'm sure we'll get some more uh, stuff uh, once we post this up on uh, Mecha Talk. And um, so that was our take on some old shows pre-2000 that we'd like to see remade in anime form. Uh, you're listening to Gundam at MHQ. Jules, you give that fucking Nimrod $1,500 and I'll shoot him on general principle. No, Yolanda, Yolanda, he ain't gonna do a goddamn motherfucking thing. shut the fuck up! In a world where vivid flashbacks can strike without warning. In a world where a submissive adolescent must pilot a giant humanoid robot to save humanity. In the same world where a two-legged quadruped can run leisurely at the speed of sound with the aid of jewelry. Only one podcast can discuss this with their sanity intact. And this is Not That Podcast. www.ssapodcast.com The Ass Backwards Anime Podcast. Oh wait, I was supposed to use that voice in the beginning. Uh, Let's go again. (laughs) 
right, cower. Be afraid. Die knowing you lost to someone who really knows how to use a mobile suit. He wants me to retreat. Time to attack! How dare I feel the vision sucks. Eleanor, right here. I need to depend on your ear. That's fine. Leave it to me. Rock and roll. You're under my command now, oh, God. Oh. team. You got something to say? Uh, nothing whatsoever, sir. Sander. Yeah. The second you start thinking of him as a regular Zeke, he'll be dead. <laughs> really? This guy is better than any of us. About time for a real fight. Oh, hi, Very considerate of him to give me an escape route. He's coming right for you. Damn it! Son of a bitch! Not there? You have my friends. Oh, I've got him now, Karen! I've got a lock! Overhead! 75 of Gundam at MHQ, the Diamond episode, and in this episode, uh, you know, in the Diamond episode, what else would you do? You bring back something from the past, and uh, we had some new Gundam to talk about, so we dusted off the old Gundam roundup for um, the three 15-minute episodes of uh, Gunpla Builders Beginning G, uh, basically a 45-minute uh, infomercial mm-hmm. slash educational format for uh, Gunpla Building, so uh, definitely check call it out. it edutainment. Edutainment. There you go. Definitely uh, some some great and funny stuff, and we encourage you guys to check it out. Uh, don't think you'll be disappointed. 
And after that, we uh, did a just a regular roundtable discussion of pre-animes that we'd like to be remade in anime form. So we have some pre-2000. Of our, pre-2000, yeah. So we had some of that there for you, and uh, the the subset of that would be uh, what is it? Um, second 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 chance theater by Solbro. There you go, man. <laughs> we cycled that trash. It was bad. It was bad at one time, but we can make it better. <laughs> so. Um, Chris, anything on the MAHQ front that needs to be spoken about outside of um, educating the masses out there? With uh, the, 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 the filthy, unwashed masses. Are you going to have uh, Chris Guanche University now? <laughs> <laughs> which, which Gundams you should hate? <laughs> yeah. Top 10 characters you must, you must uh, be wary of. <laughs> well, uh, as, as, as you all know, uh, recently it was the 11th anniversary of MAHQ. Mm-hmm. Congratulations! Yeah, so uh, now we're now in the, the terrible teens. <laughs> so you know we uh, marked that. Um, More back talk is expected. <laughs> yes. Breaking a curfew. We we marked that uh, that anniversary with a couple of new sections that have been very very long time in the works. Uh, mentioned earlier, most peta. Yeah. Oh, nice. And Pat Labor. Finally, those have review sections to match the mecha sections. Uh, we also had from Peter a section for Gunbuster and Diebuster. Word. Oh, of course. So, and we've got uh, new stuff coming on the way. I mentioned it on, on MHQ, but I'll throw it out here too. We got uh, Peter's going to be doing Ray Earth. Man. Yep. That is some daring stuff, but I would expect that from him. Way to go, Petey. Way to go. Yeah. Uh, Brian, uh, once he wraps up Gasaraki, he's going to jump onto the big O. Oh wow! But before that, I'm torturing him and making him do the Dunbine sequels to wrap that section up. So. Oh, you villain! <laughs> hey, if the three of us had to feel the pain, he has to as well. well that's spread like, the wealth. That's like hard time. <laughs> spread, spread the pain. It's like that's like five years in state. <laughs> and the best part is he hadn't seen he hasn't seen any of them yet. So, oh, my God, you know, I mean? at least did him the favor of telling him to massively dial down his expectations. So I'm not that cruel. You know, you should, you should torture him and make him watch Dunbine first, and then see you know see how they compare. Man, well, if anything, you should well, have told him to get hyped. for me, not. Uh, <laughs> you, you don't want to completely just. <laughs> You don't want to make them quit, right? <laughs> so we got that coming up, and I know people have been waiting for this, so we're, we're going to give you a little something to tide you over for uh, the first episode of Laplace's Box. Oh. We're actually not doing a first episode. We're doing an episode zero. Ooh. Oh, right on. Just a little brief something to uh, go into some more detail about what the show is going to be about, and uh, sort of like a little preview of what to expect. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, then later on you'll get your actual episode one. So watch for that in the future. We've already given out all of the links on MHQ for where you can find uh, Laplace's box. And mm. it's now on the MHQ menu. And it's got a format mecha talk, which is not open yet. But you'll you'll find all the places for where you need to get that information. Excellent. Sounds great. So that's it on the MHQ front? That's it. All right. Solbro, anything on the Solbro front? Not really. What but podcast have you been on this last hour other than this one? <laughs> well, I know a podcast I'll be sewing up on soon. Should I let the cat out the bag on that? or um, should I, should Please, we... please, don't oh. don't, uh, don't be a tease. Oh, yeah. man. Well, I will, I will soon be on a little podcast known as Chaos Theater. 
and we will be discussing, well, a show that I didn't appreciate in my youth, but I sure as hell appreciate today. That's right, Star Trek the Animated Series. We're going to be talking about that waxing. And I'll be joined by Chris and Pedro, the host of that podcast. Y'all better check it out. All of it, 100%. You know, that would be a surprise if mm -hmm. last month, at the end of Episode 3 of Chaos Theater, we hadn't said the exact same thing already. Well, damn you all. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> well said. Well said. But I, I look, I'm looking for... You're, you're going to come over to our show for an entirely new type of abuse. Oh, man. I'm so looking forward to it. As, as, as the charismatic black guy who never gets a chance to shine... Well, you, guys, on, you guys better make your case. Set on uh, a special form. You know, and, and make sure it's a serious discussion. It will be. It will <laughs> Very be. Very serious. But uh, outside of that, um, I, I do. I do. I, I am very appreciative of the invite. I'm very look. I'm looking very much forward to uh, recording that episode and uh, be on the lookout for that. Uh, and you'll, if anything, uh, check it out at chaostheater.blogspot.com when it airs. You gonna have a mystery guest on for that chaos theater, Chris? <laughs> a little bit of a the toupee of William Shatner. <laughs> I wonder what his toupee would say. <laughs> Anybody ever talked to his toupee? <laughs> All right. But, um, well, but, uh, it's in an uh, abusive uh, uh, relationship with him. <laughs> Doesn't comment to the media. <laughs> that sounds like Shatner to me. But um, aside from that, always always peep these websites. Head on over where the magic happens. Mahq.net. That's the Mecca and Anime headquarters. Also, you can check out Gundam's main website at Gundam.net. That's right. It's spelled as it sounds. Also, you can find us on iTunes, Facebook. And um, other forms of social networking. If you look for those links, you'll find them at Gundam.net as well. After the, listening to this episode, you should definitely check out Chaos Theater. And you can find it by going to chaostheater.blogspot.com. A jack-of-all-trades otaku podcast hosted by MAHQ and Gundam's own Chris Guanche. And our favorite pedal bear South, Pedro Cortez. And last but not least, Shinjuku Station has a movie podcast. Shinjuku Station at the Movies can be found at shinstation.blogspot.com. And uh, before we go, I just want to have everybody, um, you know, definitely support our sponsors, Petco and Champs. There's lots of, especially for all you sports fans out there, there's lots of cool stuff going on right now. Um, and probably sometime we'll get pro football. So definitely there's some good deals on there. Mm. Check it out. Remember, as you support these people, you support our show and uh, help us do what we need to do and um you know i'd also have to say too is uh, for all our loyal listeners out there and we have plenty of you guys uh definitely spread the word and um you know help us give us uh, your money those chilled hands aren't going to buy themselves and not only that but i mean you know I, I i don't think i don't think it's one of the we haven't really done this in a while we haven't i don't think we've ever really done it but i mean really you know if you like what you hear you know spread the word help us you know help us kind of grow this thing and, um, you know, as it grows, we could probably do more and more things. I'm thinking one of these days, explosions. If nice. we could just do one segment on like, blowing up things. <laughs> hey, it, it, it costs money, believe it or not, to have those child labor slaves sort the M&Ms yes. to get out only the red ones. Exactly. Even exactly. though it's not much of a cost because they work for pennies a day, mm -hmm. it still does cost money to have that done. Yes, exactly. And Painstaking. <laughs> It's not a cheap Plus, process you know, at all. All the security measures so that they stay in their little cages and, and don't try to escape. 
that and and our a lot of money and our and our our our, um, our bottled water that we like filtered three four times through Brita filters mm-hmm. and, and then chilled exactly at fifty nine degrees because that's optimal drinking temperature precise precise <laughs> can't be can't be fifty nine point five can't be fifty eight point nine mm-hmm. fifty nine that's it but yeah. Uh, you know, definitely support our sponsors. You support us, and uh, we'll be back in a few weeks with episode seventy-six. I don't think there's anything special about episode seventy-six oh. when it comes to diamond or anything like that. So it'll just be one of those run-of-the-mill episodes then. So it'll be starting to crap in your pants and and forget your grandkids' names. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the dementia episode. <laughs> oh, where's my applesauce? <laughs> there's one thing I'd like to add, if y'all oh, don't mind. I'm, I'm about to end this no, thing. I, wait, hey, I just just want to thank um. Uh, we really did enjoy the uh, the get together for uh, the MegaCon um, get together that we had at uh, at the Ale House. We really did enjoy it. And for all us, all those that turned out, thank you for coming. It was it was it was a great it was it was it was great and enjoyable. And we look forward to doing it again. But oh, um, and one last thing, uh, speaking mm-hmm. of of that, uh, please check us out on the uh, the AAA network. Yes, yeah. yes, and for um, not only our uh, thanks thanks to all our, our our regular listeners, but everybody who's um, been exposed to us from uh, the AAA network. Thank you for um, checking our show out and continue to do so. And you know what? Based on Megacon, all you guys that want to go do it next year or something like that, bug them. Start, start spamming them emails. We want Gundam. And, and do that to all of these uh, conventions. So Because we should be the headliners at these things. Yeah, who who needs William Shatner and, and Stan Lee when you've got Gundam? Exactly. Because you know what? Games. We would blow up crap. You're like uh, Danny McBride in Tropic Thunder. I'll, I'll tell you this much. You're just like obsessed with blowing shit up. Hey, man, it equals ratings. If you blow up things, it equals ratings. I'm telling you. It's it, the Jeremy it, Clarkson method. It is the, yes, I've learned from the master. And I'll tell you this much. If you if you can get us to one of these big conventions, I'd like to blow up William Shatner at the convention. Oh, damn. Talk about unforgettable. <laughs> People will be talking about it for ages. All that will be left is Shatner's raw toupee. <laughs> well, you can't destroy that. It's cockroach. It's cockroaches and Shatner's toupee will be the only things here after the nuclear holocaust. But uh, anything else, Silbro? Anything else? I can't follow that up. Okay. We'll see you guys in a few weeks. You're listening to Gundam and MHQ. See you. <laughs> It's that black aura battler. Why can he mind his own business? This is Upper Earth, not Bison Well. Never expected to see you here. If you insist on fighting me now, you'll just end up like Galeria. Your good fortune? Have you lost your mind? Perhaps. Still, it's a shame my one chance for redemption has to happen on Upper Earth. Gundam at MAHQ is a Shinjuku station and MAHQ.net joint. A proud part of the AAA Podcast Network.
brothers, it just don't make no damn sense. The manifest, the shipping log, the ledgers, all records are consistent with that damn bear shipment. If anything else was in there, it would have to weigh something. Whatever it was, they got it out before we got there. No. Why would they still have all those guards there if they got the drugs out? No, them guards were protecting something. BD, we check every single crate, every stinking bottle. Man, I'm with you, Dynamite. That babbling c I knew something. What that guard said, I keep running through my head. Cold Kansas. You people won't be so big anymore. Cold Kansas. It just don't make no damn sense. Hey, uh, sweet day. You know what don't make no sense? It's a service round this mother. Bitch, do you see us? I like two sausage links, two sausage patties, two hot dogs, split down the middle twice. Okay, bologna, fry that up into a dome. Slice that, take a spatula, smush fried. And one waffle, please. I can get you a waffle, but all we got is the chicken from last night. Now I can bring you some of that if you want some meat. <laughs> chicken and waffles? That's it! Take it easy, brother, it ain't her fault. Sorry, sister, we're all just a little uptight, but if you bring us some of them good-ass waffles, everything will be all right. Man, you guys ain't had no waffles like these. These waffles are so good. They like they come from down south. These buttery motherfuckers are melting your mouth, man. You ain't had no Wait! Bullhorn, what did you just say? You said... Melt... In your mouth. Quick! What else melts in your mouth? Uh... m, &M. Exactly. Not in your hands. And who makes him and hips? The white man. No, dig, dig. Mars Candy Company make it. Yeah, That's right. Yeah. Those white men. Mars is also the Roman god of war. That's what I'm talking about. No. Who is the Greek god of war? Ares. Ah. Now, you take Mars and spell it backwards. Drop the S. What's uh, Ram! <gasps> That's right. And Ram is the zodiological sign for Aries. Right. Oh, uh, now oh, dig. Right. Aries' half-sister is Athena. Now you get it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Athena? Athens. Which is the capital of Greece. And as we all know, zodiological astronomy was created by the Greeks in... 785 BC! And 785 is the area code of Topeka, oh my god. 785 is the area code to Topeka, Kansas. Cold Kansas! Now take that, spell it backwards, drop the S. Snake, snake, snake doctor, snake, snake doctor, yeah! Yes! Yeah! And brothers, who is the Greek demigod of medicine? who believed that snakes' tongues had mystical healing powers. Asclepius, of course. He had a staff with snakes intertwining all around that bitch. They called it Asclepius' staff. It's a symbol the medical field uses to this day. I've seen it. Now, what legend involving snakes is in both Greek and Roman mythology? Come on. It involves Asclepius' own father. Apollo. Yeah, thanks, lady. That's right. Yeah. Apollo slew the serpent at Delphi, mm -hmm. which was a big-ass snake. That's right. And what, brothers, is the biggest snake in the world? 
the South American anaconda. What she said? Anaconda Mall Liquor! And what is the slogan for Anaconda Mall Liquor? Anaconda Malt Liquor gives you... Woo! Gives you what? Woo! And who else is famous for... Woo! Little Richard! Who? Little, Little Richard. Richard! So, what they really saying is... Anaconda Malt Liquor gives you... What is another word for Richard? Let's go!